Hi, my name is Junior. I'm only seven years old, and I listen to Dan Dan Brave Presents. Dan Dan Brave, you taught us much. You behave with a grandfather's touch. We podcast now in the name. Your ideas won't die in vain. Presenting. Presenting Dan and Brave Presents, presented by Brandon and Dave. And now Danny, too. Dave, you're going to control? Control. Mm, I'd rather you do it. Okay. Yeah. Just do it. Just do it. Or or we can put on, uh, all the girls at the party. The package? I can't believe she says that. If you get a nice package, I guess I'm going to have to ride it tonight. Mm, mm, She's mm. writing packages. It's all for you. Or, uh, it's all yeah. for you. But you don't really want it. Pacino, yeah. Pacino really want it. Yeah, do this one. <laughs> Together. Wait, how about this? That sounds like the beginning of Scream. Uh, <laughs> I want. I'm tired of injustice. I'm tired of that. Your dear daddy. <laughs> tired of oh. your dick daddy? Tired, yeah. Tired of your dick daddy. <laughs> so tired of your dick daddy. Thank you for listening to our cast again. <laughs> We'll see you next time. <laughs> Thank you for listening you. to Dandem Brave. To uh, our cast. are a part of the Dandem Bration. <laughs> albums, 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 albums. Oh, oh. Alan Bum. Hi, I'm Alan Bums. <laughs> Check hey, these out. My name is Al Bums, and here are my friends. Jim Jerry Turner. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, my name is Almond. Sorry. <laughs> Almond Bums. <laughs> Jim Jam Terlu. Terlu Terra. Terlu. Are we starting? Yeah. Oh, we started? No. My name is Almond Bums. <laughs> and this is my show. <laughs> I'm Alfred Bums. <laughs> and he's Al Lan. Alando. His name is Alando Bums. Alando? Yeah. Aladdin Bums. Yeah. Hey, Al. Uh, my name is Al. Sorry, my name is Aladdin, but my friends call me Al. Al. And this is my butt. <laughs> and these are our bums. You can call me Al Bums. We could have done, done our bums instead of albums, like our bums. You'll think it's just a show about our butts? Our bums. Our bums. <laughs> our bums. I'm going to change the title. I'm going to do it. <laughs> Edit. Four. <laughs> Edit. We're gonna hire a voice. Are you recording this? And we're gonna have hire a voice actor to read all Edit. Dan's lines as some as somebody else. Yeah, I need somebody else to do this. <laughs> oh, oh, oh! It's the squatting years. Squat weekend, Dan and Brave. Oh, not paying for this. <laughs> I'm a bum. I don't pay for shit. I'm. This is so appropriate. Yeah. The albums in the squat house. That's right. This is what this is like the this is like the ultimate goal for any bum.
<laughs> to not pay. Yeah. This is like that fa- space. This is like You're that a bomb. M- movie Rent. <laughs> <laughs> well, or the complete opposite of it, because I ain't paying rent to be here right now. Right. Right. That, that's what it's about. Oh, that's what the film's about? Yeah. Where oh, they don't pay rent. They go, we're not going to pay it. Ironic. Last year's that's what the rent. film's about, but not the musical. Not ironic the musical. title. <laughs> Musical's a very different yeah. thing. <laughs> <laughs> I always thought it was about a parent. Oh, God. <laughs> It's, one, a, it's, one a, it's a parent that was a bad joke. <laughs> nice. Yee. <laughs> yee. Yee, right? Yee. Pick, pick up yee. Weirdest, available now. This is the weirdest opening we've ever done. <laughs> <Is> it, <laughs> I don't know what's happening. Yeah. Um, I think we're all just so just tired. Train, just train and, of thought. Just like. <laughs> yeah. No, this free is not thought. the dream theater. Free thought. Free thought. Didn't Kanye say that? Free. He said that? He said, I got liposuction for y'all. <laughs> <laughs> He's pissed about getting liposuction for other people. I got that for you. You think I got that from me? <laughs> anyway, it's the albums. We're doing Janet Jackson's Rhythm Nation 1814. And believe it or not, it came out in 1989, not 1814. Not 1814. A lot of confusion surrounding that. I had to do a lot of research to find that information out. But lo- When it came out in <laughs> September of 89, people were like, is this a new album? I don't understand. Or, or Did she this... find some old manuscripts of these songs? <laughs> <laughs> she just made them in the style of today? She found a box, and inside those songs, there was the song, The Star-Spangled Banner. Mm. There was the song, Rhythm Nation. <laughs> State of the world. So all those songs... <laughs> she found the sheet music for all those songs. songs. And then she decided to leave... Star Spangled Banger off the off, album. Because somebody had found it before and left, and left the rest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Edit. Edit. Speaking of Star Spangled Banner, is what, the, okay, that, so where tr- the album title truly comes from, the 1814? Yes. Yeah. Same year that Star Spangled Banner was written. Mm-hmm. Was put out on the charts. <laughs> yeah, it hit number one. Yeah. Board number bills. one in America's hearts. <laughs> Actually, it hit number one in Canada, too, but number 57 in Greece. <laughs> 19th century board bill season coming soon. <laughs> <laughs> no, the thing, but why did she do that, actually? So why, why... The Star Spangled Banner because of because like Rhythm Nation I'm pretty sure is a different country than U USA, <laughs> so why? And then the second thing is, um, uh, I didn't have a second thing. <laughs> Dan, what are you reading? Um, I think I have that information here. I don't. <laughs> Never mind. No, like why the the Star Spangled Banner thing? No, well, if you can't find it. It's because it's because she Edit. wanted to make a socially conscious album. Right. And I guess the parallel is that if Star Spangled Banner was written in 1814, mm-hmm. this is like the new like anthem for today. Right. Well, why didn't she call it 1989? I don't know. She should have named the album Star Spangled Banner 1989. Um my other question is, has she ever sang Star Spangled Banner at like a hockey game or a football game or anything like that? Soccer game? I don't know. I I wonder if she's like... I feel like no. She's not really known for her live vocals. More no. like for her live dancing and acting. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Putting on a show. Live movement. I'm sure she would dance to the Star Spangled Banner in a heartbeat. Yeah. And with a heartbeat. And with a heartbeat. Yeah, Dan is doing some last Dan, what is what is going on? She realizes a major part of this uh, show that I forgot to include in my notes. What? what? The tour. 
There's a giant article about it. It's fine. I got, right. I, I got highlights of it. We're good. Listen, we're back on the albums. The last time we were here, we were doing George Michael's Faith. We were doing our last album of the 80s. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Because <laughs> Dave this, decided to nominate this one. This movie. This movie. It's kind of like a movie for your ears. Uh, Dave was the winner in our Faith episode. Right. And I picked this song. and Album. <laughs> <laughs> I picked Wait, which song. one's which? Which one's the longer one? Album, and song is the shorter one. Yeah, uh, typically, yes. It depends. Hmm. Uh. Hmm. Cassandra Gemini is a Mars Volta song that's longer than Ye's new album. Oh yeah, uh, there's some songs that are longer. Yeah, Dream Theater also has yep. stuff like that. In a God of Vida is probably longer. Yeah. In a God of Vida, no. In like twenty five. Twenty five. <laughs> so anyway, I, I um, picked this album, and uh, and the reason why we were, we on that episode we were saying we're going to be covering '90s songs in the board bills for season two. We're going to start doing '90s stuff, and we kind of all agreed that we're going to do a '90s album. This album came out in September of '89, mm-hmm. but it was the most it was the highest selling album in 1990, and yeah, it the, all the songs that. It charted mm-hmm. it spanned three years right right it went up until 92 yeah 91 actually i think i have it written down that it produced oh, okay, number one hits in three years i think it's 89 90 91 oh i see yeah right <laughs> but within a three um, year within span a three year span. it's still yeah, huge yeah. yeah of course and that's it's the only album to have two different grammy awards um shows charting songs in the top five from over a course of three years, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, some yeah. some achievement. Like yeah, that. I I have a lot of that stuff okay, okay. here as we go into the individual songs. I have some uh, other notes about uh, the, the album itself. And yes. Like, so like, um, so following Control, the you know the commercial and the critical uh, success of that '86 album, so she's motivated to continue songwriting. Took I... a larger role in the creative production. Yeah. Of her. Uh, oh wait, she took more control. Even more control. Uh, executives at A and M requested that she expand on the ideas presented on Control, suggesting a concept album entitled "Scandal" that would have been about the Jackson family. <laughs> that would have been okay. Why would they do that? That was the suggestion they gave her. She was just, just like dig like uh, <laughs> dirt, right? Or just like uh, <laughs> air a bunch of dirty laundry about the family. I guess, yeah. That would have been cool. She but fucked up. She wrote <laughs> yeah. a song titled "You Need Me," which was directed at her father Joseph. But she, was wait, on. oh, I'm sorry. I was gonna say she was gonna be like the original TMZ. <laughs> yes, that that's cool. But was unwilling to devote an entire album to the subject, rightfully, okay. rightfully so, and substituted her own concept for theirs. She commented that a lot of people wanted me to do another album like Control, and that's what I didn't want to do. I wanted to do something that I really believed in and that I really felt strong about. The concept of Rhythm Nation emerged as Jackson was a TV watcher. We would watch BET, MTV, and then switched over to CNN. There's always be something messed up happening. It was never good news, always bad news. Uh, Jimmy Jam, that was a quote from Jimmy Jam. So that's kind of like the... the he the was kind of cool. Thought, the thought process. He was kind of cool. So... We know that Janet is a quiet, shy person. I feel like a lot of the information on this album just comes from Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. I was going to say There's that. so much interviews with them. It's like... There's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I read so many articles that, especially from the anniversary yeah. of the album, and it was all them. Yeah. And they talked about how it was a very similar thing as Control, where 
the songs would just come from conversations they were having and you know watching the TV. Uh-huh. Um, uh, one of them, which we'll get to, was like uh, Jimmy Jam's idea, like the lyrics and right. stuff. Mm-hmm. So, do you think uh, the la- the last song on the album came from them watching Spice TV? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a sex song. Yeah. <laughs> It's a fuck song. <laughs> and, and so, but also, you know, one of the things I kept reading was how you, you said they were watching TV and seeing all the stuff that was going on. But also it was, it was this time, the eighties, the, the end of the eighties, especially there was the really black culture started to really emerge in pop culture. Right. Like, um, you know, with Michael and Prince and Whitney, mm-hmm. you know, all over the charts, um, Spike Lee, do the right thing came out around, in 89. In 89. 1989. Oprah debuted her show in 86. and she Really? Yep. Yeah, Jordan, Michael Jordan, you know, was big. Eddie Murphy, uh, Arsenio Hall. Hip-hop started coming up. Unfortunately, the Cosby show. But, you know, it was just... But black culture well, was... Not unfortunately. At the time. The show. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess that he was heading it, but... It's unfortunately... It's now we have to say, you know, acknowledge yeah. what it is. But yeah. And so she wanted to use now her position to pay attention to some of the other socially conscious stuff that was going on or she wanted to be socially conscious yeah right and it's that's not even like the full the, all the whole album no right it's less than half oh so yes less than maybe, half maybe yeah. right it ha- it's no, like you know first, what it's, less just, than half. it's literally less than half songs, yeah. yeah um the rest of it is more her 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 shit like, like the fun stuff but not th- not to say that the socially conscious stuff isn't her shit it very much is but more Most of them are more know. relationship songs. Yeah, yeah, but and uh, just fun stuff evolved from control. Yeah, yeah. Um, it is a kind of more control. There's a lot of like kind of breakup songs. I feel like. Yeah, or like it was kind of more like, you know, relationship songs. But like she was like being empowering and like this song was these these loves these song, relationship songs are more like tribute like love songs, like um. I don't think there's really a one song about like well there's a couple about heartbreak but overall there's like a lot of more it's like this is this is my lover I love you and yeah you know mm-hmm. it's great anyway should we just kind of get into it sure because we talked about you know we lo- love Janet Jackson we, we'll just talk about the songs I guess yeah because we already know what we think about do you want to mention Janet. like just like some do you have like bulleted facts about the album like sales oh I do I do but I wanted to yeah. I, I, mm-hmm. I left the other part of it out basically you know how you said they were watching TV, like they're watching MTV and yeah, then they went to CNN. It comes up a lot, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, because I didn't read the second half of that. So on one hand, the MTV, you know, uh, part of it is all that pop culture stuff and how black culture is rising. Mm-hmm. But then on CNN, they were it was, you know, the crack epidemic, the AIDS crisis, right. a spike in arrests in young black men. Yeah. Uh, 50% of young black children live below the poverty line. So it was that dichotomy of what was going on. Right. And so... That I, that was the very important other half of that thing of how <laughs> yeah. culture, you know, culturally, even pop culture, they were it was thriving, black mm. culture, but in in the world, it wasn't. Right. Yes. So that's what kind of triggered it all for them. So uh, I wrote down that it sold uh, seven singles, made it to the top five. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and it it produced over seven million copies, which is a lot. Wow. It didn't. There's an eighth single, but not in the U.S. It sold over seven million, mm-hmm. or it sold over seven million. Yeah. Yep. Um. Also, four number one hits. Mm-hmm. I think every single song that she put out as a single hit the top five. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and like I was saying, number one sold album of 1990. Mm-hmm. Right. Maybe 91 too. I forget. Not Definitely sure. 1990. Not sure. 
Cool. So Let's we're, we're going to play the inter- interludes, or are we just going to play De- the no, songs? No, definitely play them, too. Play they're the short. interludes, they're yeah. Short, they're very they're, short. Yeah. We don't have to talk about them in depth, but... Yeah. So that's the thing. So this album has 20 tracks, but 12 songs. We, we only drafted the main songs, not the interludes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this is a song that Danny drafted, the one coming up. Yeah. This interlude's called Pledge. And then the song following it is title track, Rhythm yeah. Nation. What kind of title track? Because the song's not called Janet Jackson's Rhythm Nation 1814. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, this, d- this doesn't focus on the 1814 part. This <laughs> focuses on the Rhythm Nation part. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this was Dan's first pick at number yeah. two. This is the first pick of the draft, yeah. For a reason. Three, two, one. I, sh- I just want this to uh, explode on my face really quick, <laughs> and then uh, and then I'll and then I'll get into it. The classic new jack drums, lots of crazy shit. Yeah. Here we go. Get ready to get your face melted. Extremely uh, energizing. Immediately fires you up. It gets you ready to go. I've got a lot to say. Strap in. The industrial <laughs> drum fills that that fills much longer than you expect. It yeah. kind of like fools yeah. your expectation. And it, it makes it more exciting when it actually drops out. I think the single is shorter. I don't yes. think that it includes yeah, all that. Probably. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. Let me just jump right in. So this is the second single from the album, October 24th, 1989. Um, B-Side was the instrumental version. Um, so in the U.S., it peaked at number two on the Billboard Hot 100. Didn't get that number one spot. Topped the hot R&B, hip-hop songs, and dance club singles charts. Also peaked within the top 40 of most singles charts worldwide. Um, written and produced by Janet with Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. Um, she developed the song's concept in response to various tragedies in the media, which is what we were kind of saying already, deciding to pursue a socially conscious theme by using a political standpoint within upbeat dance music. Right. It's very cool. Um, so she wanted she wanted her fans to be able to still have fun and dance, but also right. at the same time, pay attention. Like, like listen to what's, like, you know. There's, um, there's serious stuff going on, but we can still like dance and celebrate. Like for sure, yeah, it's it's a very cool idea. It's it's definitely reminiscent of her her of the last album. Um, you know that mini lap, the Minneapolis sound combined with that like proto New Jack swing. But this is actually now when New Jack swing is in full swing. Uh, it, her first album was eight. Sorry, Control was eighty six to eighty nine. So three years later, it's become a bigger sound, and. Uh, this is, but it's, it sounds upgraded. Like yeah. it's cleaner sounding. It's more hyperactive, more industrial, larger and expansive overall. And uh, I think it's because they just updated their gear. I don't know the exact. Do you, I don't know if Brandon saw the ex, the actual updates. Like I don't have any specifics, but I know they like clean shop and it's like got all this new shit. They didn't work with a Lin drum anymore. They worked with like some drum machine that's more using hip hop. Yeah, and different keyboards that are more, you know, that were newer and fresher. Yeah, it's a, a it's a, it's a, like it's a, the way the way you said it is is exactly right. It's that it's the control sound, but just upgraded, upgraded. Le- they leveled up. Yeah, software <laughs> upgrade, definitely. Yeah, um, I mean, there's a lot of, st- I mean, there's too much stuff where they like we're just Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis like talking about like the lyrics and the message. I don't, I don't want to, yeah. I don't yeah. want to keep repeating the same stuff but I mean there are some highlights I'd like to say I mean um, so the lyrics are written as a montage of racial unity with Jackson's passion for dance envisioning a colorblind world sharing the same beliefs uh, Jimmy Jam explained that 
It wanted we wanted to do something with rhythm because that's what Janet's life is about: beat rhythm. Um, one night over dinner, Janet said, "Rhythm Nation." I told Terry, and he just sang the melody. We are a part of the Rhythm Nation. And oh then, wow! Yeah, and then I hit the people of the world today searching for a better way of life, and Janet sings Rhythm Nation, and it just all came together. Uh, Jackson on the concept of Rhythm Nation said, we have so little time to solve these problems. I want people to realize the urgency. I want to grab their attention. Music is my way of doing that. It's okay to have fun. I want to be certain that point is clear. I have fun. Dancing is fun. Dancing is, is healthy. So on and so forth. Like, yeah. Okay. Remember that we saw an Arsenio Hall interview where like she's very shy. It's a very it's a really good um, uh, look at her personality. But once he like asks her like she's like kind of shy, doesn't really say like a lot. But once he asks her about like what is this album about, he like she goes straight and very serious. Yeah. It's like very like uh, direct to like what she is saying. She has a message here. It was always on her mind. It was it was yeah. a very yeah, yeah, yeah. genuine thing. We should yeah. also mention the reason we, we played Sly and the Family Stone at the top oh, yeah. is that it, this is I don't think it's I don't I don't know if I couldn't find if it's an actual direct sample or if it's just an interpolation of that right. bass and guitar riff. Um, the uh, I think it's more of an inspiration. Yeah. Honestly, there's, there's, there's this militant vibe here. Another thing with that is that apparently hmm. she called Michael asking permission per- permission to use the military vibe from Captain EO. Interesting. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, there's an army of voices, too. Yeah. Yeah, gang vocal, like but it's gang different, vocals. though. It's, co- it's like... It's like higher pitched. It's like a choir almost. Like yeah. It's, it's very cool. Yeah. You don't really hear that. And I don't know. I th- that's something that stood out to me from this song. You don't really hear that you know too often. You funny too because you you when you think of the military, you always go. Uh, it sounds like it's kind of a bummer. This sounds like it's fun. You know. Yeah. Are you this lost is, in your notes? What are you doing? What are you yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. I, I don't want to be too repetitive. It's a lot of the same stuff over and again. Um, no, but but I hear what you're saying, and I, I agree with what you're saying. Um, do you want to talk about the, talk about the video? We want to talk about we'll, the song. No, we'll get there. Um, so, it the song received positive reviews from critics. Mm-hmm. Um, praise for its lyrical air. Th- hey, whoa, whoa, what the uh, fuck are you doing? <laughs> Um, you know, praise for his lyrical the themes. Show movie. According to uh, New York Times, the writer St- Stephen Holden, the song is a utopian dance floor exhortation whose lyrics call for racial harmony and cooperative struggle to create a better, stronger world. I really like that description of it. Love yeah, it. That's pretty dead on. Um, in May of 2016, Entertainment Weekly ranked this song as the best Janet Jackson song of all time. They picked this song. Uh, good choice. I, I maybe, mean, pretty, maybe a good pretty, choice. Right. Um, it rode, you know, to the new... Jack Swing of its era, um, the industrial-edged anthem, one of the most radical hits ever uh, by a pop diva. It broke all the lines, color and otherwise, high-stepping all the way. Um, so many different artists cite this song as an influence. Like, like this is, I have like a page full of artists that just talk about it constantly. Right. Beyonce, Rihanna, who we've talked about on the show. Um, its choreography was used in the film Tron Legacy. Really? <laughs> yeah. Um, it's been covered by Pink. Crystal K and Girls Generation. Um, we can get into the video. So, okay. directed by Dominic Cena, it's the final inclusion in uh, her long-form movie, Rhythm Nation, the 1814 film. Um, its premise focuses on rapid choreography with a post-apocalyptic warehouse setting. So, it's with Jackson and her dancers outfitted in unisex black military-style uniforms, mm-hmm. which is repeated in a lot of the videos. Like, that that sort of outfit, the, the black outfits. And... and- uh, you gotta say it's it's black and white. 
Yeah, I was I was getting there. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Sorry. No. Um, well, I actually watched the movie. Okay. It's very striking the black and white. But but she was saying that uh, the reason why she went black and white because everybody looks like one person a little bit more. Exactly. Like, or shades. People, the 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 shades don't uh, come out as. I'm not saying it well. But uh, I have literally like four different sentences yeah. <laughs> saying saying what you're okay, about go, to go say. Go for it. So, go for it. <laughs> so filmed in black Thank and you. white to betray. Thanks for saving me. <laughs> filmed in black and white to portray the song's theme of racial harmony. Right. Um, there were so many races. She said directly, there were so many races in that video, from black to white and all the shades of gray in between. Mm. Black and white photography shows all those shades, and that's why we used it. Michael ripping off Jackson stuff yet again. Black or white? Black or white. Wow. Like, like I, I read about this and I was like, oh my God, Michael. Like, immediately. So, its wardrobe also reflects the song's themes of gender equality using matching unisex, unisex outfits. She commented, the foggy, smoky street and the dark black and white tone that was all intentional. And you've done a lot of videos. It can be difficult to keep it fresh and new. Mm-hmm. You have to try something you've never done in fear of looking like something you've already created. While developing its concept, um, her record label attempted to persuade her against filming the video, feeling as if it didn't have mainstream appeal. Mm-hmm. Upon her insistence, it became the most far-reaching single project the company has ever attempted. Um, it's gotten a ton of awards. What did they say after that? Um, fucking nothing. nothing. They shut their fucking mouths. <laughs> exactly. Um, MTV News, they said it's the clip that sent Jackson into the stratosphere as an envelope-pushing pop star. Uh, the outfit is included in the Rock and Roll uh, Hall of Fame's Women... The woman um, division. In her, in her, sp- <laughs> you can hear the papers. In her um, woman aisle. Women who rock vision, passion, power. That's what the exhibit's called. Um, uh, the National Museum of Women in the Arts, previously displayed, displayed on a statue at uh, Walt Disney World theme park. That's it. That's okay. That's cool. It. Um, I know. I'm sorry. It just sounds like I'm reading off a page. There's just a lot of very relevant stuff. This song is a no, big I, deal. I'm just, it's I a just very, very big because deal. I read all the same stuff, and I'm, uh, you know, so I don't need to. I don't need to chime in because you're reading it. Reading it. Um, but I got to say, the outfit's really sick. Yeah, it's awesome. Ball cap. You know why? You know why? Yeah, the cap Brand, is cool. Brand hates it, but we're not moving on. The ball cap <laughs> idea, you don't see that in the military. No. That, that is right. different. That's what made it like... Like, fresher or not something not completely military yeah. like not a military promotion video it made it more baseball kind of <laughs> <laughs> and then also um, I've noticed that Janet had she has medals on her outfit and the backup dancers don't right so that does set her apart and Michael rips from this military theme too well but she apparently this is Listen, where she got it from him she got it from him because of Captain EO she asked for it I always forget about Captain EO she got it okay. from him alright but you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. The Please, dangerous we tour, want to the shit on Michael. <laughs> Michael. I'm trying to shit on him. All right, good. Do you want to, should we move on? Let's, let's play, yeah. Yes. Right. Okay. The homeless problem. This is the interlude TV. Oh, Dan, also Danny's pick. <laughs> Strap so, in. Great. TV interlude. This is very short. It gets into the song pretty quickly. This next song is State of the World, and this was Dan's third pick. Right. Mm-hmm. So let's only wait for it to kick in, and then I'll kind of go into my spiel. I don't have nearly as many notes for this one, not to worry, because it's a similar idea. Yeah. Not, not the same, but dun, similar. Dun, dun, the, the, the socially conscious matches, like we said, is front-loaded on the album. Well, right. it's, it's part of a trilogy. Yeah. Yes, and mm-hmm. I have a good quote about the trilogy mm-hmm. uh, after the third song. But, um, okay, so this is State of the World, like Brandon said. Again, written and produced, Jimmy Jam, Terry Lewis. Jimmy Jam. Um, uh, Jim Jam. Um, Jim Jam, Terry Lewis. Some additional writing by Janet. Um, 
So this is considered the eighth and final single from the album. Okay. February 6, 1991. So it's not released commercially in the U.S., making it ineligible to chart on the Billboard Hot 100 or the R&B hip-hop songs, but it reached number <laughs> oh, five okay. on the Billboard's Hot 100 airplay chart. Okay. So it, it was played right. on the radio. So um, no music video for this one. So the lyrics specifically focus on homeless people. Like specifically, that's kind of okay. Yeah, so like Rhythm Nation was more of like a general the problem, right? Rhythm Nation more of a general kind of you know pay attention. We are the Rhythm Nation. This is specifically zeroing zoning in. in. Um, so similar to Rhythm Nation, one of the songs influenced by TV and news. Jimmy Jam said that with that song referring to State of the World, they were trying to do something like Marvin Gaye's song What's Going On, mm-hmm. although we never could hope to achieve that but still wanted to make people aware of what was happening in the way they could dance to it. So again, similar to Rhythm Nation. Yeah. Um, I love the idea of thinking and dancing. <laughs> like, like while you're dancing, you're, you're thinking about real shit. Imagine like, imagine like you have like Janet's, like the choreography is Janet like pondering while moving a lot. Like, <laughs> like, like maybe like you like somehow posing a question into a question mark. Yeah. It's like when they say like dance, like dance, like nobody's watching, but you say dance, like you're thinking about the world. Like, <laughs> wow. Um, so, uh, Sputnik Music's Zachary Powell, he has a really good quote. He was a reviewer for the, of this album. He mm-hmm. said, State of the World keeps the upbeat motion that Rhythm Nation begins, but with more of a socially conscious twist. Mm-hmm. It shares with the preceding track a groovy beat and danceability, as you can hear, but takes it to another direction lyrically and shows the caring side of Janet Jackson. Now, on the flip side, a bad review I read, and this is really interesting. Okay. On the book, Michael Jackson, A Life in Music by writer Jeff Brown, focusing on Jackson's brother, Michael, he noted that like her brother, she can focus on problems as shown on the song, but she offers no solutions to them. Uh, Pretty interesting criticism. I guess it's fair, but what is she going to say? But that's almost her point, though, is that she's like, it's not necessarily just my position to give a solution, it's to bring attention to it. It's awareness. It's awareness, yeah. Yeah. That was the only criticism I could find. Still an interesting point, Yeah, Um, I thought. Filthy ba- uh, baseline. Yeah, the baseline talk about the music itself. So I know it's it's like a Bobby it's, Brown. It's very similar to my prerogative, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah I was thinking very Bobby similar. Brown, yeah. Now this is going to be. I I don't know how this is going to influence my rankings yet. Mm. But a common theme on this album for me, and I, like I was saying to you guys earlier, my my tenth ranked song I still like a lot, mm. and it's crazy yeah. that it's ranked ten. But I'm trying not to. I'm trying to view the songs as a whole because there are moments in song certain songs. That I love, right, right. And There's so, a lot of that in this album, yeah, specifically. Oh, for sure. Yeah, uh, but yeah, the production on this song, like the the drums are so crisp, and the bass is just yeah, that bass it locks you in. Raunchy that's... bass, <laughs> raunchy. <laughs> that's the most memorable part of the song is the bass yeah. line. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, heavy '80s clavier keyboard sound. Yeah, I think it's the most of its time New Jack swing song on the album. Um, and again, it keeps up that onslaught. That same kind of feeling that we got in track one. Yeah, that's all. all that's all I got with this one too. If you want to move on, Brandon, it's up to you. Lude race. Now we have the knowledge. This was Dave's final pick. Mm-hmm. This is all, there is a segment of this included in the the black and white movie. Right. Um, so this was written just by Jimmy Jan Terlu. <laughs> Jan did not write this. 
Um, okay, this is last in the introductory trilogy of ultra new Jackie swingy, socially conscious themed tracks. But I feel like this one's a little sleeker, a little slicker, uh, more open sounding and experimental than the first two songs. And the song's got like a certain like, yeah, like a slickness to it. It's almost like it's got like a pimp walk to it, you know? Mm. A lot of cool samples. Very cool harmonies during the hook. It's a stacked vocals, all Janet, I believe. Mm-hmm. And the vocal production in general, very, very cool. Um, the song uh, develops in a very interesting way. Uh, the first verse, she raps it. There's no melody. Second verse, she retains the same rhythm of the rap in the first verse, but now sings a melody to it. And in the third verse, she adds a, like a very prominent harmony throughout the whole vocal. So this is the same exact rhythm as the first first verse. Right. But now she's singing over it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, structurally, it seems to be going in the most different directions than than any track on the album I've, I've found. Yeah. And lyrically, it's about being open to educating yourself against ignorance in order to improve your way of life and society in general. What do you guys think? This song reminds me the closest maybe to hip hop. Yeah, most hip hoppy. Yeah, uh, like a DJ would have fun. Yeah, with the song. I, I think it's okay. Okay, it's fair. I, I think this one's okay. Um, I don't love it as much. Well, I don't want to spoil anything, but the first two just hit you. This one doesn't. This you know why you don't like this it? This one sits back more. You know why you don't like it? Why? Because you're ignorant. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have the knowledge. I don't have the knowledge. <laughs> Um, Wait, so may she rip that from Michael? Oh, yeah, it's, uh, the, the Way You Make Me Feel video. Oh, if we need Natalia, who, who took from who? You don't have the knowledge. Um, That's a direct line really from, funny, from is, The yeah. Way You Make Me Feel video, yeah. So I have a, a quote, Jonathan Van Meter from Spin. He was critical, saying that State of the World, Rhythm Nation, and Knowledge, they form a Spike Lee-esque trilogy. That's, okay. yeah, that, that's how he described it. Huh. That made even less convincing by a tiresome house music backbeat and that unfortunate, outdated beat on every fourth count. Fu- kind of fucked this guy, but I like that he said Spike Lee-esque trilogy. <laughs> that was kind of interesting. Well, is yeah. he taking down Spike Lee as well? <laughs> wow, maybe. I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's of its time, but it's I I think it's some of the best production of, of its time. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like 89. We, we love the new But it's also stuff. forward yeah. thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know what you're saying. It, it's... It doesn't feel as strong as the first two songs, but like I said, I think it's a little more experimental. Like, there's a lot of c- cool elements that are subtle. Like, this vocal part is very cool. Check it out real quick. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. I forgot about that. That I like. Yeah, like the harmonies. But it's very deep cool. in the mix, so you. It's not yeah. like. Yeah. It's not like lopping you over the head like the first two songs are. And uh, I think we're good. Yeah. We have an interlude for a David Bowie song called Let's Dance. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so now we have Miss You Much. Uh, I drafted this song as my second pick. Um, so this appeared on which year's Board Bills episode? Uh, 1990. Oh, no, 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 89. This is the first single. 89 is the first single. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, I've had quite the journey with this song. Um, so first of all, this song came from a breakup letter from Jimmy Jam's 
ex-girlfriend. Okay. Oh. It, it was signed, like, miss you much. <laughs> and so he's, that's, like, where this comes from. So Where's her writing credit? What's that? Where's her, where's her, yeah, writing, where's her writing credit? credit? She literally <laughs> wrote they, it. They screwed her over. <laughs> um, so, uh, is it this song? Yeah, this is the one where uh, they just kind of had it right away. Uh-huh. Like there were a couple of songs where the synths inspired the sound of the of the record and the uh-huh. songs. Like they had these presets and they loved, it and then they would mess with them and make mm-hmm. them sound more like their own. Now, I think for I think when we heard this song on '89, uh-huh. I had a little fa- Janet fatigue, uh-huh. or I just had '89 fatigue because there were so many songs. Yeah, and I did not give it its proper listen. Uh-huh. I was pleasantly surprised. When I went through that, I drafted this song. I forgot <laughs> that I did, yeah. because I was like, "Oh, it's like it has really, really, really grown on me." Yeah, and I didn't think that I had drafted it, and so, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that keyboard part, the the so note holding a note down. Yeah. He like made Janet do that. Oh, really? He was like, "Here, go press this note," <laughs> and then like, and then they like started coming up with it oh, as, cool. as he did the rest of the song. One of the very few production things that I could find. There's not a lot of information. It just seems like they were very isolated and just made it. Like, they, they. I mean, they had other people about this? play. They, they. It was pretty much the three of them by themselves for like three months or something like that. Right. I think uh, the winter of '88. I'll make sure I'll point out what it says on the back of this late when we get there. But um, so they did have other people that showed yes, up. Yes, for sure. But for, it, it seemed it was, a very isolated, uh-huh. intimate process which is very cool um, um i think the intro of this song is so badass it's kind of a re-energizer after the slightly more laid-back kind of meandering uh song uh the knowledge yeah yeah and this is kind of a rock and rolling vocal and groove it, it actually reminds me of uh, a robert palmer's it reminds me of that robert palmer yeah. song <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah um yeah especially with the melody and it but i like what she does with it it's not a rock rock song no one would call it a rock no, song but there's no. like definitely the snare the drum is rocking the snare is so snappy this is what I was picturing in my head like you know in Lemmings you ever play the game Lemmings maybe you ever play that game Lemmings the computer game like the guys with the green hair that you have to like get out of the maze and then oh, they yeah, fall yeah. down I was picturing like guys with with metal drumsticks jumping off a ledge and slamming on the snare drum every, oh, every wow. fourth beat just coming from like two stories, like you know, what I mean? it's just like yeah. the most aggressive attack of the oh, snare. Yeah. And they got green hair. And they have green hair. Yeah, <laughs> that new Jack snare. Yeah, it's. I love it. I love that drum sound. Okay, so there was a video for the knowledge, right? We didn't really talk about it. I've never. I didn't see it, so I didn't. Like I said, in the movie, it's within the movie. It's within the movie. Okay, it's but, it's on a rooftop. It's choreography, black okay. and white. Yeah, I'm there was a video to, for this song. Yes, if we want to talk about it now. Yeah. So basically, the yeah. premise of the movie is here i wrote it down a little premise of the movie is that there's two friends okay there is a um and to be black and white there's a little uh, a white boy and a little black boy yeah and they're friends and they're sitting on the corner uh and the white boy has his harmonica Uh uh-huh so against uh, type yeah exactly uh so they're sitting in an alley and they hear a big they hear a big scream that's how the album ends Yep, that's the Helly album. Uh, they see a mysterious car drive by, uh-huh. okay? And then there's a party in the street outside a club, and they're letting different people in. Uh-huh. Um, How old are they? They're young, like probably like 
somewhere between nine and ten, okay, something like that. Um, so then after the parties, you see that there's a party going on in the club. Uh-huh. Okay, then one of the boy is shi- signing shining shoes, and he sees his friends at the phone booth, and he's suspicious. He sees his the white the white boys in the phone booth. Mm-hmm. He's looking at him, and he's like, "Oh, what are you doing in the in the phone booth?" He's like, "I'm oh, getting suspicious." So they start talking about rehearsal, like we have to practice tonight, mm-hmm. and uh, and and the white boy is like. Uh, He's like, we got to practice tonight. And the other is like, nah, like we can't. Like just, they just can't get on the same page. You can see they're starting to have some dissonance in their nah. friendship. Then Janet just appears. Like she's sitting in this. The, it's like a magical thing. And they're mm. like, Janet, Janet. Uh, and they like, like they recognize her and they're like, how's the music going, boys? And then the the one who was not excited about the music was like, oh, it's going great. And then his friend like looks at him and is like, why are you lying to Janet? <laughs> uh, and then uh, she goes, She goes. you guys need to come to the clubhouse tonight. I really need to talk to you. And it's like, well, you're talking right now. Like, just, just talk. No, but it's important that we're at the clubhouse no, and, talk. and then she goes, the, and then the one, the one who lied and said they couldn't practice said, well, we have rehearsal tonight. Oh, uh, wait. Was he like, well, why can't we just talk now? Yeah. Well, no, they didn't, no one said that. But she's like, she's like, all right. But I really gotta talk, talk to, to you guys. <laughs> like she keeps saying that. That's so, funny. Um, so she, tr- <laughs> so then she gets in a jeep and he goes up to the clubhouse. And um, oh, by the way, she was driving a jeep in the control video. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, I- I'm getting to the miss you much thing in a second. So we, now we're inside the clubhouse and in the cool VIP area. All these people are hanging out, mm-hmm. playing pool. Right. Oh, right. so it goes to the and they're talking. Well, but they're talking about something's up with Janet. Right. This is a, this is the beginning of the video. Yes. Right. Yes. Um, and then and then she walks in and she goes, I don't know what I've been up to. And then they start. There's no. Yeah. Sh- there's no she's story. Like, what, like, what are you guys no. doing? Yeah. What have you guys been doing? Well, her yeah. friends yeah. are like are trying to get up in her business and asking who's her man's basically. Like they're just assuming that she's with some man's. Right. But it's she's with two little men. <laughs> two yeah. Young boys. Yeah. And I'll continue the story of the boys later. Yeah, but in, yeah, instead of giving into pressure of her friends, like she's just like. Let's start dancing instead. Like they all just start dancing. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's her and three dudes dancing together originally, and then it, it expands from there. Like, yeah. To everybody. Very fun. It's awesome. Chore- I didn't realize- I, the choreography in this video is so good. It's really cool. I didn't realize this was in the movie. Yes. I guess I should say the end of it now because it does go to the knowledge after this. So then after that, um, we cut back to the boys, and it's very obvious that the white boy has been dealing drugs. That. Um, really? Yeah, he's he gets drugs, um, and then Janet's sitting in the ro- in the place with her friends, and she just starts. They're all having fun, and then she starts sensing that something's wrong. It's very Sarah Palmer esque. It's like very <sighs> Twin Peaks. Uh-huh. Seriously, I gotta watch it. She starts like freaking out, and then that car f- from before. There's a drive by and shoots the white boy because he's been dealing drugs. Oh my god! And then the. Uh, the little black boy who was trying to get a, you know, cause he, he wanted, he didn't, he, he didn't want to put the work in. He just wanted to, you know, I mean, the white boy just wanted to jump the, you know, and make a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then he starts screaming and then Janet's upset because she knows what's going on like simultaneously. Oh, but she just senses it. She just senses it. Yeah. Right. Um, and then that's when the video for the knowledge starts. So a 10 year old white boy gets shot. Yeah. Oh my god. Damn. It's pretty heavy. Yeah. I gotta watch this. And then yeah, like later, too. then like later on, he picks up the boy's harmonica, and then like that's how you know, like how it ends. Huh. Okay. Like I'm gonna follow the dream, like because I lost sight of the dream. Right. Do you like Rhythm Nation 1814 or Moonwalker better? I I haven't watched Moonwalker. Wait, Moonwalker is so like, it's, it's like an mo- hour, right? 
Rhythmation was probably almost that long. Like a half uh, hour? It was like a half hour. Uh, a half yeah. hour? All right. Moonwalker might be longer. Yeah. But I think it had the same amount of videos because it's just from one album, right? Mm. Oh, that's the, that's the one from Bad, right? That's the Bad yeah. movie, basically. Gotcha. Right? Or No, you're right. Yeah. yeah so. Cool. so so Janet ripped from Michael in this situation. <laughs> well, in terms of just having a movie. <laughs> yeah, and the whole like gangster. <laughs> yeah, which yeah. we're going to get to in a specific. Yeah, well, even in the movie, like. Oh the, right, yeah, the gangster okay. element. Okay, do you have anything, Dan? Um, very cool song. Yeah, uh, I I do like it. Um, I think I went in a bit of an opposite direction than Brandon with this one. I think I liked it more in the board bills, and then I listened to it for the albums a few times, and I was like, oh, okay, I you know I like this one. I don't know if I love this one. I'm a little bit more on your yeah. Level, Don't but, di- I, but I, I really is, like it. Don't get me wrong. I really like every it. Every song is... I love every I, song. I know. It's so tough. It's so hard. This is a really, hard one to rank. Yeah, this um, is very, very difficult. Um, okay. So this is... Should we move on? Yeah, let's, yeah. let's move on. Oh, by the way, that was, that was like a distinct start of a new... Uh, not a new trilogy, but like the, a lighter side of the album. Yes. Right. Now we're, this is the comeback interlude, right? Yes, comeback yeah. interlude, which leads into... Uh, Which is, I guess, an omen. It's supposed to be like a foreshadowing, foreshadowing of because yeah, um, that's not the next song. Of come back to me, right? Which is yeah. Later, later on. Yeah. So this is Dave's second pick. Yeah. With Love will never do without you. There's something unsure and searching about the keyboard intro, like when you're looking for something in your car in the middle of the night and your iPhone dies, <laughs> so you can't use a flashlight to feature to guide you. <laughs> um, this is a longer intro than the single. Yeah, the single doesn't have this full intro. But I. I like it. I like that. Yeah, it another takes time. Kind of like we were saying with Rhythm Nation. It once it builds it, like once it comes in, the build up is very worth it. Um, kind of similar groove to Miss You Much. It's like this mid tempo, like how driving yeah. and a high note. Yeah, holding. Over. How do you describe those hits? It's like a, like a metal, know. like a metal hammer. Yeah, yeah it's like, like construction. Like John hits. Henry yeah. and yeah. Uh, the railroad. <laughs> yeah, swinging his hammer. Yeah, yeah, so cool. Uh. I love um, so I love the, so this next part you, it's funny you talk about Twin Peaks this next part reminds me of the Twin Peaks theme oh okay yeah it's like faintly yeah that descending pre-chorus synthesizer um, so yeah Jimmy Jam and Terry Loop considered the idea of making this song a duet uh, according to Fred Bronson's the Billboard's book of number one hits they thought about possibly getting Prince yeah Johnny Gill from New Edition, Ralph Tresvant of New Edition, or someone else. They didn't say who the someone else was. And that's why she sings in the lower register. Right. The yeah. First time. Like during the recording of the first verse, Jimmy Jam told Jackson, sing it low like some guy would sing it. And then just right now, she went up to the upper register. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So like, yeah. as a result, they kept the idea of her singing the first verse a low octave, but going up an octave. Sorry. For the second verse, because it's... They just thought it was cooler her doing it by herself. Yeah. But yeah. it's like she's having a duet with herself. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, like, I still like that they have a concept of a duet, but just keeping it with herself. Almost um, like uh, the song Bad. Yeah. The oh, song Bad has... They also he, wanted Prince. Right. They wanted Prince for that one. <laughs> yeah. Prince doesn't do duets. He I doesn't. Guess. No. He's not doing Except it. with Madonna. Oh, yeah. He, def- he did with Madonna. Except with, except with the Joker. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, a lot of epic flourishes here, more voices and instrumentation than I guess a, 
Maybe not. There's a lot of stuff going on in all the songs. Yeah. But there's a different uh, quality here of like this epicness, soaringness. It's the um, happiest song so far. Yeah, it's very yeah. playful. Like, like, very happy. Well, we like. got to talk about the video then because of that. Um, um, yes, I was going to say two more things. The background vocals were recorded first to strengthen her voice Okay. after a hiatus from singing. A tactic also used for Missy Much, one of the first songs they recorded for the album. Yeah, she didn't sing for like, quite a bit. Right, because she never toured for Control. Right, um, it was a big deal that she she toured for this album. Yeah, uh, lyrically straightforward song about realizing the want to be committed, want the want to be in, in a committed relationship with someone, especially after others have doubted that relationship. Um, it's like we proved you wrong, bitches. We're still together. We love each other. <laughs> um, let's talk about the video. This video is. Yeah, so I was going to say, I didn't have the immediate like uh, connection with this one like you guys do. Uh-huh. The video made me love it more. No, me too, because actually. Because of the video. I, I actually agree with you. This song I I really, really liked. I've been growing more and more of my appreciation for it. But this video was like, oh, I'm in. It, because, so she had said that this is like the, the, the least amount of clothes she had worn. Right, in, yeah. In like public and in her... It's almost like a, like a bathing suit kind of. Well, she's well, wearing like a tank top. It's a very simple, sexy outfit. Oh, yeah, like that's A right. black tank with midriff showing. Yeah. yeah. And his blue jeans. Yes, And it's right. just being very cute. She's um, in like a, like a desert. Sexy, beach, sexy video. I think. It's a, or it's a beach? It is a beach. Yeah. Oh. Um, it features a high... Both have sand, Danny. Yeah, I'm way off. It's Danny Vincent. <laughs> it features high volumes of um, of smiling Janet. Yeah. And male models frolicking and fondling on a beach. Yeah. Um, it's the least choreographed video. Right. Yeah. Um, I really love Janet's approach to cleavage in this video. It's very inspiring. <laughs> <laughs> uh, directed by Herb Ritz, who previously shot Madonna's video for Cherish. Which also features uh, sexiness on a beach. Do you remember that? The Cherish video with the mermaids? Oh, yes. By who? Cherish. Herb Ritz directed both. And they're very similar in style. I don't, I don't know if I've Cherish. seen it. Cherish. It's like it's Madonna on, um, on the beach. She's like this really wet. And there's mermaids it. in the videos. Okay. There's mermaids in the video. <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, yeah, I think so. Yeah. There's also heavy la- like eyelash action she's got going on here. Maybe she just doubled and like kept doubling her eyelashes somehow. I don't know how. And a near beehive hairdo, because it's up, and yeah. she's wearing like a, I think like a sash around her hair. Um, and there's a lot of silhouettes of male models pirouetting. Yeah. So J- I I don't know how to pronounce his name correctly. It's J- Jaiman Hunsu, who's huh. he's been in a, a lot of movies. Yeah. He's been in The Island, Gladiator, Blood, Blood Diamond. Blood Diamond. Yeah. Uh, he's in. Um, He's in the Thor movies. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I didn't know he was a model. Um, Is this episode going to come out after or before 1991? After, right after 91. Yeah. Right, okay. So this 91, you know, you, you've listened to it already by now. It's the, me and Leslie ranked this number one of, the, and so did of, I. of that year. And so did I, I think. Really? I, you changed me. You changed me. You guys, your oh, love for each right. other changed me to <laughs> to make it number one so, for myself, too. So, yeah, don't need to say much more than that. You know how I feel about this um, song. I have, like, just one general comment from songmeanings.com. I like to get the fans' opinions. Oh, yeah. um, the best Janet Jackson song ever says Heinz with two, no, three S's on July 8th, 2006. The video was great, too. Janet was fine back then. Too bad she didn't show her boob 
then instead of 15 years later, <laughs> sad face. Oh my and that God. got a one negative uh, yeah. point for that, Jeez. for being misogynistic there. Too bad. There's a, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the YouTube comment, there's a YouTube comment from Sabone, Tennessee, 10 months ago, and she said about the video, I'm 12 years old, and I am such a big Janet Jackson fan, you don't even know. And then there's an emoji of a, <laughs> like eyes wide, open mouth, smiling uh, thing. Then there's like a squinty eyed, smiling, a kissy face emoji, a squinting eyes, fully <laughs> mouth open excited emoji and then a blushing emoji <laughs> but I, I love the idea i love when like little kids are like you wouldn't expect it because i'm 12 years old they always say their age <laughs> they say their age yeah. a lot. but i'm a huge I mean, jackson fan yeah. and i'm only 11 right yeah they, <laughs> like you see that a lot on youtube that's so funny that's one of them like that's like one of the most common like uh there's like two like common uh uh comments for YouTube videos of older videos, it's some old person saying they don't like they don't make music like this anymore. Yeah, music. Oh, the music now sucks. And then a little kid saying, "Well, actually, I'm 12 years old and I love and this. I love it." Yeah, <laughs> yeah exact. God, that's so funny you brought that. I see that all the time. <laughs> I, I, my other favorite thing in YouTube is like, who's listening in 2018? Like when it's like an old song, yeah, yeah. or like an old like video, like like if it came out on like American Idol in like right. 2012, and it'll be like, who's listening in 2018 as the top comment? <laughs> like, oh God! Also, want to say that um, Sabone, the YouTube uh, uh, person who who wrote that comment, her um, like her picture, her profile picture is is Mariah Carey. Wow! So she also likes music from the 90s. Wow! And she's 12 years old. Wow! Uh, <laughs> When is side B? Uh, not until after this next song. Okay. Okay. Can, can we take like a little pause then when we do that? Then. Yes. Yeah. Not yet. Okay. So now we want to move on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. This is my last pick. Yeah. This is mm-hmm. living in a world they didn't make. Um. Dan, you said something last night that I was gonna say, so I'm just gonna re-say what you said as I'm saying it. I don't <laughs> A lot of this album makes me feel like I'm rediscovering why I loved Michael growing up. Yeah. And I do feel like that. When yeah. On a future Board Bills episode, we said something similar, but this feels like she's, this is stepping into that, like, Michael, like, social, like, the charity yeah. mm-hmm. vibe. This is the charity vibe. And, oh boy. Yeah. Oh boy. It's pretty good. Oh my! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh um, man! I was gonna say she's stepping into her big brother Michael's territory. There's a lot of Peter Pan elements in this song. Yeah, yeah. The chorus, uh, the chorus, especially is so good. this verse. Okay, she herself is so childlike, yeah. vulnerable. She feels like the perfect mediator between the child world and the adult world. And this song lyrically. I mean, Brandon, you'll probably get into it. Yeah, it, it's about um, a specific incident where a, uh, a a shooter shot up a was it what was it a church or an elementary school or something like that? I think so. There's a specific incident that she was inspired to write this this song for. Yeah, yes. I read that too. I can't forget. And I, I can't remember. They even have like a little news like uh, clip at the end. Um, we'll hear it later. Uh, beautiful song. Yeah. And when the chorus comes in, it's fucking huge. It's so it's 
it's adult in a in a you yeah. know it's, it's yeah. got that adult contemporary vibe. Yeah. Um, but then it's got yeah, there's like cute little bells. These cute little melodies. It's creepy. And then it's got all this momentum in the chorus, and then it, it does this little post-chorus interlude here with these harmonies that allude back to the intro. Mm-hmm. Let me go. This is such a cool thing. Yeah. Complex. Oh, it's it's so. Oh my god. Yeah. It, it's it, great. You don't expect it to go and in that, that direction. You think it's gonna go back to the verse there, but it's ramping right, right. back up. You know what I mean? Like it, it's yeah. dancing yes. around this weird post-chorus. Yeah. But pre-chorus. Uh huh. Right. Thing. Yes. It doesn't go back to that children will are calling thing. Yeah. It immediately goes in. It's such An a bizarre. Extended pre-chorus. Oh yeah. It's like yeah. I've never heard yeah. anything. Yeah, yeah, really good. I've never heard anything uh, like the, that oh, section. That there. Yeah, it's really. Damn it. I've never heard anything like that section between two choruses where no. it doesn't go back to a verse, but it. it yeah, it's very unique, and it's got a, it's got a little of like that. Um, not neo soul, but that those gospel chords that she's gonna yeah. do later in her career, like uh-huh. much like on Velvet Rope and Janet. Like, uh-huh. um, and so this is like a precursor to that. Um, at the end, she says she, she's lamenting and, and saying, "Save the babies." That's a direct reference to the Marvin Gaye's uh, Marvin Gaye song, "Save the Children" from the What's Going On album. Yeah, he says, "Save the babies," just exactly the way she says says it, and that's a. You referenced that album before. It's yeah. a very like uh, important socially conscious album. Yeah, they Plus, clearly was like they were very influenced by yeah. it for this for this record. Yeah. Yeah. So this is the and she's she's not using metaphors. I I finally got to where I had it. But uh, children grow to become our young adults. Problems no. of the world. They must learn how to confront doing drugs and joining gangs to rebel. Colors show they belong to the social override because they're living in a space they feel out of place. That little element there. Where it's like abruptly ends yeah. reminds me of like Kendrick. Yes. That's oh, wow. very, very, yeah. very, very, very. Yeah. Like a gunshot just like sobering it. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, this is a real incident. I, it's probably someone re- recording like. Yeah. They had like a, someone yeah. record this. Yeah. But. She nailed what she wanted to do in a way Michael never could. <laughs> You know what? You know what's interesting. No, I don't know, no, okay. I, I'm exaggerating a little bit. What you're play. saying is 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 kind of true because when we talk about like um, Michael, <laughs> his like charity songs, he's well, his, make fun of them. You know when like, he's like he's um <laughs> he's like tapping into his inner child, right? And he, yeah. Alice is very childlike, and but like this like a song like Childhood, it sounds creepy. You know, it doesn't make you feel. Ugh, yeah. You don't. You feel like a little um Ugh. dissonance inside of yourself, right? <laughs> yeah. But when Janet does it. And she's also very childlike. Like it, yeah. it, 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 it feels right. Like she, she just is able to pull it off. It suits her better. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, suits her better, baby. <laughs> um, yeah. So this is that's the end of side A. And that's, what a great close to side A. Y- yes, I didn't know that until I didn't look at the sides. I didn't realize that that one ends side A. That's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> it's very cool. You know, it's cool too. Um, I don't know. If, we didn't really talk about this. This is the f- one of the first albums with interludes on it that we've covered. Oh, just in yes. general. It's just in ge- sorry, just in general. Oh, oh, because that's a huge thing in the '90s. Right, right. But I, I mean, at least I can't think of an album earlier than this that does that. I'm, I'm sure, sure there the, the there are. Is, yeah, but maybe like with some weird '70s albums, maybe did stuff like this, interludes. 
You know, like, I may, maybe I don't know, but I don't know this, either. Is, this is the like this is the first time I'm like cognizant of it being in '89 because it's all over the '90s. Yeah, hip hop and R&B. This is something she carries on with her. That's career. a really good question. I, I'm gonna see if I can find that. Yeah. Um. So let's take a little break. You want? And then we'll do our Davis. Yeah. Segment. Yeah. We gotta. Okay. Um, yeah, we gotta wait for Davis to to get to get here. He's on the way. Yeah. We're, he's he's showing up in a limo. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-oh. Somebody's uh, here. Um, excuse me. Did it come to n- the right residence? I think so. Are there a bunch of bitches here? Because <laughs> if there is, I'm at the right place. It's me. I said Davis. <laughs> and y'all are ready. I don't have too much prepared this time. I'm coming in for a quick... Let's just call it a little, um, what's the little thing you do when you sing a song for people? Oh, that would be kind of appropriate for this album, an interlude. But I was thinking more of a telegram. Because I have a couple quick words and then I'm out. How are you, by the way? I never asked you guys. good. Are you far away? Why are you guys so far away? Because you're on stage. It's a live show. Oh, that's right. And it's all about me. <laughs> so I just wanted to quickly pinpoint uh, a couple of a couple of different like style choices that Janet was all about in this era of Rhythm Nation. By the way, I looked it up. It's not a real country. What an idiot. <laughs> Maybe in 1814 it was, but <laughs> since then, it's changed. So a couple of things she did. <laughs> She wore a lot of military outfits, but instead of that uh, fatigue, which I think is a fa-pa, uh, she went for, yeah, the very a very tired fatigue look. Get it, Brandon? Yeah. That the military is usually doing. She went for bla- all black, baby. And she's got medals because she won the Purple Heart for Dan and Bravery in the line of action. <laughs> she also wore a really cool baseball cap. Because she knew she'd have some home runs for this album. She was very confident with her work. <laughs> I feel like I'm more positive than I usually am. Or not. <laughs> I had one more thing to say. Oh, yes, this is what it was. She also carried over her key earring that she wore during the control era. Yeah, control. Now, some, control. People, now some people might think it's the same key, but it's not. Because she changed residences. So it's the key to her new place. She bought a different house. She lives in a different place. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) There's one more thing to say. Cut to headline June 4th, 2018. Janet Jackson calls cops due to child welfare concern. 11 shares. And written by Hilton Hayter. According to multiple news outlets, Janet Jackson called the police on Saturday night because was she was concerned about the emotional and or physical well-being of her one-year-old son, Isa Almana. Huh? He was... <laughs> he was with his father and the singer's ex-husband at the time was Sam Almana. Per Entertainment Tonight, authorities in Malibu County respond to the call... Respond to a call shortly after, before 10 p.m. at the Nobu Hotel, where they were asked to check on the welfare of Jackson's only child. Hmm. 
hmm, maybe she shouldn't give the child to the father, but instead to a babysitter. That's me. I'm <laughs> I'm Davis. Gotta go, bitches. Bye. Bye, Davis. Bye. All right. That was quite the Davis segment. Wow. Dave, you missed that whole thing. Davis was here. Yeah, no. I, um... <clears throat> I know. <laughs> I just wasn't feeling it, so I didn't say anything. Yeah, you usually don't feel it when Davis is around. Yeah. Uh, it's good to see him, you know, if at least for a little bit. I'm happy he dropped in. Yeah. Came in in his limo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we we all went to the live show just to see <laughs> just to see that, and we just drove back. <laughs> That's right. All right, let's get to side let's two. Let's get to side B. B. We have the song. All right. All right. This was all right. This was Dave's. All right. This was Dave's first pick. Uh huh. The fourth single released from the album. On March 4th, 1990, not 1814, just to be clear. Okay. It was released in 1990. Hit number four on the Billboard Hot 100. Hit number one on the Dance Club song charts, though. It's the only song from, only single release that did not hit at least number two. Okay. Uh, I think this is the most urban sounding track and the coolest sounding song on the album. This minor chord kind of droned throughout the whole song. Uh, the song builds with a series of vocal hooks. Very cool vocal, buried deep in the mix, finding no reason to push herself uh, in terms of volume. Just flowing along, she sits back easy on the track. Uh, my only complaint about the song, I'll tell you in a little bit. Okay. okay. What do you guys think? Brando? Uh... Yeah, this I, I don't know the history enough, but uh, it always got to bring it back to Michael. Uh-huh. I was gonna say that. <laughs> uh, it takes two to make a thing all right. Yes, yes. Okay, yeah. Like those vocal, mm-hmm. like that's a big thing in the nineties. Yeah. So yeah, this samples Lynn Collins, James Brown produced a nineteen seventy two single. Think about it. The refrain, "It takes two from Think About is also the main hook in the Rob Bass and DJ Easy oh, rock okay. so song. so it's the same sample? It takes two, which is a few years later. It's like mid-90s. Oh, okay. I didn't even yes. realize it was actually same the same exact sample. sample. Yeah. Okay, so I guess that's why it made me think of it. <laughs> um, lyrically, it's another uh, payon? How do you say that word? How do you spell P-A-E-A-N. I don't know. I think it's peon. I don't know. It's a, which is basically a uh, tribute to a lover. Um, a payon. A payon. I don't know. But it's a little cooler, too, because it's, it's kind of underplaying and underselling the significance of that relationship because she says, you're you're all right with me. Well, she says all those great things about the person, but then she says, you're you're, you're all right with me. Instead of saying, like, you're my everything, it's like yeah. a cooler way of saying we're good. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, what do you think, Dan? Very fun. Um, I think I didn't know this one. As well, I don't think. I mean, yeah. I, I, I knew it, but th- like, um, it was almost a rediscovery for I me. I think it might have been on. I don't remember. It might have been on the New Jack Swing, my infamous New Jack okay. Swing playlist that, yeah. <laughs> that I had. Um, really fun. I mean, I like it. I don't have too many notes uh, for this one. Um, we should talk about the video, though. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, 
there's great DJ work and vocal manipulation at the end too, uh, yeah. like the baby baby part at the end. But um, the only complaint I have is it's like, two minutes too long, probably because yeah. it's very repetitive. A little long. Uh, but I love what it is, though. It's, yeah. it's such a great loop. I, I do love it. I, yeah, I, I really do. Uh, so there's three different vis- versions of the video. An extended that uh, an extended version that's around seven minutes. A shortened version with heavy D and doing it doing a rap first, and a combination of the two. It's like an eight minute extended version with a rap uh, verse. It's, it's a different mix than the album version. It's a lot of diegetic sound and has this like Harlem Nights feel to it. Uh, in it, Janet Jackson and two friends who are wearing uh, Dick Tracy suits, basically. Uh, they're reading the newspaper and they see that Cab Calloway is in town. And they get very excited and that kind of, uh, for some reason, uh, pushes them to start dancing around town. It's very similar um, to the highly theatrical When I Think of You video. And it's actually directed by the same person. It's like cartoonish yes. cityscape uh, world. That yeah, was, and it's like a, it's a state, it's a set. Yeah, it's on a studio yeah, back yeah, lot yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, she dances, and interacts with all the city people. So much better than that video, though. Oh, so much we, better. We, it we, is we, cooler. We, yeah. we, made, we made fun of that video. Yeah, on the control episode. Yeah. Um, my favorite part is when Janet is dancing with the classy white lady. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And who I later found out was Sid Charisse. I was going to say, a, probably somebody famous. A famous and beloved dancer and actress from the 50s. Okay. Um, that, yeah, that makes sense. And also the, I think they call the Nicholas Brothers, who are also fa- very famous dancers, are in there too. Okay. From like uh, early musicals. Apparently, uh, Janet was like obsessed with musicals as a, as a kid and would watch them when she came home from school. I read that note. <laughs> uh, Heavy D's... Rap verse. Did you listen? Did you watch that version with the rap verse? No. Did you, Bran? So um, this is pre him having his own uh, like single, which was a big single by him. What's now love? that we yes. found, love, which is a remake. So it's it's like a few years before that. Yeah. Um, and that this song kind of propelled him into working with other artists. He worked with um, Michael in on Dangerous. He 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 um. I don't know if it's if it's on the album, but there's a version where he raps on Jam. Heavy D. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah yes. I, I can't think of specifically what song, but that that's familiar. no. It's Jam. Oh, it is Jam. Is it in the album version? I forget. Um, jam, Jam. Here comes the. Ma- yeah, yeah, I, I think, think so. Yeah. yeah. Um, his rappers is whatever to me, <laughs> and I think he's a little overexcited and moves around too much in the video, but I think he's just so excited because he's working with Janet. Um, also, uh. There's a very like David Lynchian ending where Cab Calloway comes and gives Janet her watch back while she's sleeping on a bench, and he's like kind of creeps along. There's also a, a person who plays like a younger version of Cab Calloway, and there's th- the video is interesting because it's, it's like clearly um like this fantasy world where it's like heavily influenced by like the 30s and 40s and 50s, but it t- also takes place now. And right. it's like has like a younger version of Cab Calloway, even though it's like clearly from the '80s as well. It's 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 really interesting. Yeah. Um, very long. Yeah. Very theatrical. Very long. Yeah. Very Michael influence. Yeah. Very like, smooth criminal. Smooth, smooth criminal yeah. is what my, my first um, thought. Yeah. This song. Um, oh, never mind. <clears throat> never mind. Uh, Cat, on 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 the video, a YouTube uh, user six months ago said. <laughs> The real female version of MJ, and she got 99 
uh, upvotes. Oh my god! And her <laughs> her profile picture is a picture of Michael Jackson. Uh, a general. It's com- almost like they're related. <laughs> a general comment from songmeetings.com user Marie seven three three four. This is from February 28th, 2010. She said, I remember the video with Cab Calloway many moos ago. And then she made a <laughs> comment a little later and said, I meant moons. <laughs> so she remembered that she made a mistake? Right. <laughs> or she like, looked at her comment? I guess so, yeah. Um, but yeah, fun song. That's funny. Very fun. Very fun. Very, very fun. I wish I had more notes, Baby. but... It's just fun. Hey, Brad. I love this part. Don't get me in here acting silly now. Okay, now coming up next uh, was my first pick. <laughs> Edit. Escapade. <laughs> Edit. 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 Okay, so I have the single here that I found They recently. were supposed to edit that out, and they didn't. They That's did fucked it. up. Yeah, this is an edit point. Um, <laughs> I failed the podcast, and I didn't. I forgot to listen to the other versions. So on That's this, okay. <laughs> on this, it has Escapade, mm-hmm. Shep's Good Time Mix, Shep Pettibone, Escapade, the getaway dub, Escapade LP version, and then Escapade, Shep's Housecapade mix, oh my Escapade, God. Housecapade dub, and then Escapade, I can't take no more dub. Okay. Yeah. I want to read real quick. Well, I'll get to it after. Um, I had the same react. Um, I picked this first because I had the same reaction with this one as I did with When I Think of You. That okay. Before... Knowing it, I was like, I know this song went to number one. There's no way. Yes. Yeah. There's no way it didn't. It's massive. Yeah. And this is just the one that for me always stood out as the one, like aside from Rhythm Nation, when I thought about this album, I thought about this song. Yeah. It's so good. When you good. think about when I think about, about you, when I think of this album, right. uh, so, so go ahead. Jimmy Jam laid down the bass and synth line. Jim Jam. Jim Jam. Laid down the bass and synth line for this basically once, and mm-hmm. they were going to overdub it, and they never did. Oh, so really? it's just very just simple. Yeah, that's cool. Um, love that part. That, that's pure bliss. And then the harmonies yeah. that come in later on that part, on this part, mm-hmm. are so good. Yeah, we'll get to that. So I want to read you guys this because this made me laugh. Okay, chorus. Okay, produced by Jim Jan Terlu. Jim Jan Terlu. Jared Jan Terlu. Co producer, Janet Jackson. Right. Okay. Yeah. Executive producer, John McClain. Yeah. So, Die Hard. Die Hard. Jimmy Jam. Drum and keyboard programming, keyboards, percussion. Terlu. Bass, percussion. Okay. Dave Barry, guitarist. Background vocals, Janet Jackson. Finger snaps, Johnny Gill. Okay. From New Edition. Rhythm arrangement, Jam and Lewis. Vocal arrangement, Jam Lewis Jackson. Okay. Post production and remix by Chef Pettibone. I don't know who did lead vocals on this song. <laughs> <laughs> who the fuck is it? Is it Heavy D? I don't know. Wait, does every song <laughs> list lead vocals besides that one? No, it's, it's a single. It's the only song on yeah. there. Oh, 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 yeah. <laughs> but That's really funny. I, <laughs> I like that a lot, too. Um, so, this is the breeziest track on the album. It's, and it's to me. This is a, a tr- the third of a trilogy, another trilogy on the album, which is like, I think "Miss You Must Much" and "Love You Love Will Never Do Without You." Mm-hmm. That's a, another trilogy yeah. to me because they have very similar grooves. Yep. Um. Uh. And kind of similar subject matter. Uh. 
wanted to clarify something for the younger listeners out. There's a line in the song that might be confusing for them that goes like, I cashed my check, I'm ready to go. Because back in the 80s, there was uh, no direct deposit. And you had to, you had to remember to go uh, to the bank yourself. Also, remember, this is before cell phones. Um, Verizon Wireless was called Bell Atlantic back then. It might, I'm just, it might be confusing to our younger listeners. I think there was a Bell Pacific, too. Yeah, I yeah. think you're right. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah, okay. So, um, anyway, this is before cell phones, so for the, keep uh, that in mind. For the AT&T divestiture. <laughs> Never mind. Um, there's a part where she goes, Oh yeah, and it reminds me of like it's a very Dora the Explorer like <laughs> it's like the cutest she's ever been on record maybe. Come on! <laughs> um, and she saw this in one of the notebooks laying around the studio, the word escapade, and wanted really? to write a song about it. Yeah. Whose notebook? I think hers. What a, what a fucking snoop! <laughs> in the Board Bills episode, Dave uh, wants to make sure everybody knows. <laughs> not, don't confuse it with sexcapade. Yeah, yes. It's two very different things. Yes. That was the 1990. Yes. I think. Yeah. That was 1990. Also, um, <laughs> listen to our Board Bills 1990 for uh, more coverage. For more coverage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We go more in depth that year than we do now. Right? We go into death. Depth. <laughs> We going into death. Yeah, I think I said like Aubrey O'Day put it on a playlist. Yeah, <laughs> once. Yeah. <laughs> I love that note. Um, what is the so so? Let's talk about the let's talk about the video. Um, yeah, it's like it's like carnival. Yeah, but, but the first thing that comes to my mind carnival. You know what's interesting? <laughs> <laughs> like, um, I just think carnival. Like. Now, Brandon made this point on that episode too, the uh, 1990 board bills that it feels very 90s, and I totally agree with that. Um, right. It was that. Yeah. This video, right? Yeah. Um, the video is much darker in tone than the song. Actually, it, it kind of feels like this Mad Maxian post-apocalyptic circus yeah. vibe. It's really strange. I think it's cool as hell, but it gave me a different feeling of the song. Yeah. Like I kind of think it is as very eighties, and then when I saw that, I was like, oh no. There's an it, album. It, it, cover. I don't know. It's There's a nineties cool. album by John Mellencamp called mm-hmm. Mr. Happy Go Lucky, mm-hmm. and it's got like a devil and an angel and a ballerina and it's very like it reminds me of that yeah and like uh like i said i think i said the what of god was one of us video yeah like there's like a mermaid like yeah just very <laughs> weird imagery and stuff and feelings and emotions and i was i was hoping to see some references to air japan right zero <laughs> no. very disappointing no air japan that's so, right that was this, this song <laughs> I forgot about that. like a freak show kind of the video yeah a little bit <laughs> hey now yeah Excuse okay. Me. No, no, no. Sorry, I wasn't talking about that. Oh, that's okay. fine. For, that's fine with me. <laughs> now, that's um, all right with me. It's all <laughs> nice. So now I was saying that now Michael Jackson has a video with Paul McCartney and Linda McCartney called "Say Say Say," and that's a little carnivaly. Mm. Oh yeah. Who took from who? Point goes to Michael on this uh, round. Yeah, say, this say, round. say say eighty-three. Three. Yeah. Right. Number one song. Like the one of the biggest songs of the decade, yeah. Which we, which we found out, which, makes, which I guess makes sense because it's them too. But yeah. the song isn't is okay. I love it. But I like it. I love it. I love it. And he likes it. And, they and I love it. I like. It. <laughs> and he thinks it's all right. <laughs> I'm in the middle. All right. So moving on. Call me Malcolm. Yeah. So interlude, no acid. No acid. This was Dan's last pick, Black Cat. No acid in this house. Strap in again. I've got pages of notes. Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. Um, there's a lot with this song. This song is important. Mm-hmm. 
Sixth single off the album, Black Cat, April 28th of 1990. Uh, the B-side was the 1814 Mega Mix. Not originally released in 1814. Very confusing. It's just called the 1814 <laughs> Mega yes, Mix. Yes. Um, so, right so, and that was before cell phones. Here's what's awesome about this song. I mean, besides just the rock element, written by Jackson, produced by Jackson. With Jelly Bean Johnson. Yes. But this is her song. This, this ain't this, um, Jimmy Jam Terry Lewis, nowhere to be found. Jimmy Jam Terry Lewis? Were yeah, they yeah. on the song? There's a lot of stuff. They were there. They didn't really do much. This is her. This yes. is her thing. And she's been... People know this. Yeah. Know that. Like, anyway. Um, upon Black Cat reaching number one on the Billboard uh, Hot 100, it was on one of our board builds. 1990. Same. Was it on 90 as well? Yeah, it was in October of 1990. Okay. Right around Halloween time. This made, I don't know if we mentioned this on the show. It made her the first solo artist to achieve two number one hits in the 90s. Oh. First solo artist to get two number one hits in the 90s. Interesting. Okay. She beat Mariah. Right. Or And some other people. Anyway, um, in the U.S., um, entered the Billboard Hot 100 on September 15, 1990. Six weeks later, it reached number one on the chart. It was the third number one hit from Rhythm Nation. Peaked at number 10 on the hot R&B hip-hop songs. Only song of the heavy metal or hard rock genre to have done so. And 11 on the hot dance single sales. Certified gold later on. It's a, yeah, it's a smash. Um, written by It's Jackson. a graveyard smash. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Very appropriate. Um, so, like we said, written by Jackson, produced by Jackson with Jellybean Johnson. Uh, departure from her prior hits big time. Um, her first sole writing credit, the first time she'd worked with producers other than Jam and Lewis since the release of Control. Uh, it's a stark contrast for her, transitioning from her customary style of industrial-based dance pop to the heavy metal and hard rock genre. Um, she considered it a natural transition, having grown up listening to artists such as Led Zeppelin, Def Leppard, and Motley Crue. Um, <laughs> she attempted the pop rock genre before on a song called Come Give Your Love to Me, which is a single from her self-titled debut album. Oh. One of the ones which we I've haven't... never yeah, heard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Curious to hear, um, It became the last song recorded for the album um, upon her desiring a rock-influenced song to complete the record. Mm-hmm. Um, first and only pop song to be mixed by German metal engineer Michael Wagner, who is best known for his work with many top hard rock and heavy metal bands in the late 80s. <laughs> so probably Michael Wagner. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Um, okay, so lyrics is, it's talking about substance abuse and gang violence. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the message of this song. Its composition compares the theme to the folklore superstitions of cats having nine lives and black cats foreshadowing a negative omen or misfortune. She also related its title to the bold nature of a panther saying, I've always felt some kind of connection between myself and a panther. They're not afraid of anything. They're willing to take on anything. That's the way I feel about my work. And yet again, yep. yet a fucking again. Oh, this is actually kind of a huge Michael one. Michael steals the use of a panther in the black or white video. That's pretty blatant. Yeah. Like the panther theme, that idea. This is a Janet thing, again. I think we're I think we're about half and half, though, right yeah, now. Yeah, I think it's we not are very one-sided. Right. Um, <laughs> regarding its development, Janet said, I was getting dressed and ready to go to the studio. The TV was on, some commercials and other stuff. I just started humming a melody. I don't know why, and it kept sticking in my head, so I put it down on tape. She later recalled Jam and Lewis saying they thought it was something that might work. That was their <laughs> quote regarding this. Oh, yeah, it might work. So didn't really sound they were that into it. Um, 
She was heavily involved in the song's production. We were finished with the entire album. I came up with a guitar riff, ran up to Jimmy and Terry and told them, hey, we should do this. They said, we have a deadline, so we couldn't possibly do another song. Really? Yeah, they were like, not, they were like, they were like, nah. Um, she's like, I told him, it's okay, I'll do it. Just throw me in the studio and I'll put everything together. Really? This is her. Like, this is her that's, thing. That's so sweet. Yeah, like, um, she wrote the riff, the lyrics, the whole thing. After playing a piano riff and singing the melody for Jimmy Jam, they recorded a rough vocal track. Um, Jam said, she sang me the melody and then asked, what do you think it needs? Janet said, I said, nothing, go write some lyrics, it's fine. Adding, she had a bunch of different melodies, so he picked the two melodies that worked best. Jam and Lewis chose to forego its production, deciding another producer should execute the song. We stay away from things we can't do. It's not like we got to do this and it's got to be our way. We're going for the we're going for the best way. It's the quote. Uh, Jam contacted Jellybean Johnson to develop the song with Janet, help her produce it. Um, Johnson said she first played the groove for me on piano. I thought it would be cool if I could make Janet sound like a heavy metal queen. So this dude like <laughs> like helped her kind yeah, of yeah yeah right. so bolstered um, up a little bit. I knew the rest of them thought I was out of my mind, but I got a friend to play the guitars. I put toms and cymbals on it. Terry played bass and some sparse keyboards, and it was there. In addition to Johnson, a guitarist, Brandon, you mentioned him before, Dave Barry, asked to contribute after previously providing guitar and You Could Be Mine from Jackson's prior, uh, prior album. Um, Barry said, I want it to be authentic rock and roll. I rocked it out. <laughs> then Janet and I got... Janet and I got together to do the vocals. Janet's a very nice, warm person, and she was receptive to my ideas. Who said that? Jelly Bean? Uh, got, uh, no, the Dave, Dave Barry. Barry. Yeah. Um, so, Jelly Bean Johnson, I don't know if you're going to say this or not, he he was in the, the sorry, he was in the time. Oh, he was a drummer okay. at the time. I wasn't sure what, he, okay. Who, you know, Jim Jam, Terry Lou, they were in that <laughs> band too. Okay. Um, so, Janet sang the song in an alternate tone, quickly adjusting her vocals in a single take. Mm -hmm. uh, Johnson described, one night I told her I wanted her to sound like a rock and roll queen on it. She usually uses one of her other voices. This, you want it to be funky, but more rocked out. She did it in one or two takes. Jam added, I tried to get her to sing a couple of other vocals in her natural voice with kind of an edge on it. She initially didn't like the way her voice sounded, but for Black Cat, that was exactly what was needed. Um, huh. I know I have a lot, but there's another thing that um, Lemmy from Motorhead. Yes. Did you know, do you know about that? Yeah. So, I think we said this on the Board Bills episode. Oh, did we? You can say it you again. You can say it again. Yeah. Um, intended to record a version of Black Cat with her, but right. he's prohibited. Yes. He said, <laughs> I wanted to do a version of Black Cat with her, but Sony wouldn't let me. Yeah. You could tell from the video that she was having a good well, We're going to talk about the video. She was having a good time. That this loud rock music is what she really wanted to be doing. I love that fucking song. Great fucking song, but that but the record company wouldn't let it be possible. Let me later reveal Jackson as his most desired collaboration and plan to record a new version with her for his unreleased soul album Lemmy and Friends. He was wow. a, he, he was obsessed with Janet. That's, Le that's Lemmy really from Motorhead. He he loved this. He <laughs> yeah. was like yeah. So, um, which cut which I think is a good transition into the next uh, one. The, <laughs> the video the, vid the video. Uh, oh, I just, just kidding. I just want to say a couple things. Um, yeah. Combines different guitar stylings, the hair metal riff of a swampy Delta blues during the breaks mm -hmm. and a choppy Prince funk guitar towards the end. Yeah. Um, Don't give a damn. I think it's so cool that like it, it's not just one thing, even though it sounds heavy metal, too. It's combining a lot of different sounds. It kind of reminds me of like Bon Jovi when it went to that swampy part. Like when he's trying <laughs> to do like yeah. I, and she fucking does it better than Jovi, which is so funny. Yeah. Um, Way better. Yeah, let's talk about the video. Um, one more, I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. One, one, more thing before, one more thing before I jump into the video. Um, so th the song got really positive reviews, um, notable contrast from the sweet and lovable Janet, you know, of her mm -hmm. other singles. 
Um, Whitney Pastoric of Entertainment Weekly, I, I wanted to include this. She said, most hair metal bands would have paid a lifetime in spandex to come up with that guitar line. And then Janet goes and melds it with her funky fresh backup singers and suddenly you can dance to it. And believe you me, it is not easy to make "You're Gonna Die" into a danceable lyric. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a good point. Like, yeah. like even though it's this hard, it's this hard rock song. You're dancing too. Right. Like, it's very cool. Um, so a video, like a whole thing here, but we don't have to talk about it. It's it's concert footage. Yeah. Right. Um, but presented like a metal band, like presented yes. in yeah, the like same that way that version. metal yeah. that metal music videos kind of are presented. Yes, for sure. Like um, another concert footage music video we covered was the George Michael um, uh, Monkey. Was yes. That, was that the oh, one? yeah. It kind of right. reminded me of Monkey, actually. But the video's not that vibe. It's set up like a metal band no. video with the camera coming like out and Zooming then all in the way and in. And, and she doesn't have the all black outfit, which is what we've seen in right. every other video. She has a white shirt. White a, shirt white, on. T- white top on. I thought was, you know. White top. So it just shows... Um, a video is directed by S- Wayne. A very similar outfit to what Michael wears in their Dirty Diana video. <laughs> <laughs> so. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Point Michael. Point Michael. Uh, directed by Wayne Isham. Um, okay. So this, I wanted to include this too. So in concert theme, like we said, splice footage. So splice footage of a Black Panther is shown throughout the video too. Yeah. Uh, Janet explained, Black Panthers fascinate me. They become an obsession. During filming, we use a Black Panther who actually attacked his trainer. Don't ask me why, but I was never fearful. This is from Janet. <laughs> I feel a strange rapport with Panthers. <laughs> they become an inner symbol. Maybe it's their beauty. Maybe their danger. Maybe the poetry of their movement. It's as though their strength protects me. <laughs> I like that a lot. Um, <laughs> um, her wardrobe and suggestive choreography drew media controversy. Dude, that's right. another part of this. Well, it gets deeper in... A live or like a live yeah i have i have that too i'm not gonna read all of it um but also it was considered to start fashion trends really okay too so um which i you know it's weird that davis didn't mention that kind of stuff <laughs> uh lisa jones of the village voice observed janet's ensemble to cause hey what are you doing this is my part um this lisa jones of the village voice she said the on jackson's ensemble caused a butt revolution <laughs> and increase the fetish for a woman's posterior among the general public questioning. Once you've seen Janet Jackson gyrate in Black Cat, can Ooh. you really go back to Twiggy? Oh, do you, shit. Do you know who Twiggy is? Mm-hmm. Like a famous British like, model. Yeah, like 60s in, model. In, in the 60s. Okay. Yeah. So it's just like a, fu- it's a funny yeah. quote. Um, yeah. So, Dave, you mentioned like her, her live performances of it. Um, also, in the video, I want to say that they like, have a lot of uh, footage of, of fans reacting do you, like there's a lot of fan yeah. like audience like shots. Yes, and everybody's dancing like a motherfucker. Like they're dancing <laughs> so hard, everybody. Yeah, yeah. and yes. like, it, it was definitely probably a, a big thing to have like you know whites, white people, the whites and the blacks. <laughs> I came out like that. The just everybody, all different kinds of people dancing so hard to the song, and uh, it's very cool. And also, <clears throat> her hair looks like a sopping wet during the guitar part. <laughs> Which yeah. is because there's a rain effect later on. Oh yeah, yes. Which is kind of like plays this like transitional thing. We'll talk about it a little bit, but right. um, yeah. So she gets wet in the video, and her hair gets really, really wet. And mm-hmm. It's kind of fun. And she, <laughs> yes. her shirt gets wet as well. Yes, that's true. <laughs> um, she so she performed the song at the opening of the 1990 MTV uh, VMA Awards. Mm-hmm. Well, the VMAs um, as her debut. It was her debut performance on the ceremony. 
Um, during the performance, she ripped open her top to expose a black bra underneath. Mm, common beca- theme. Yeah, exactly. Became highly controversial in the media <laughs> for its provocative nature. Uh, considered to usher in a new age of sexual spontaneity. Dan, you're reading an article from the 2000s. (laughs) It feels like that, right? Uh, It was viewed (laughs) as the first shocking performance of her career due to Jackson having a virginal teenage image um, in addition to the portrayal of female... There were so many heart, heart attacks that night. People could not take Couldn't handle this it. new image of, of Janet. In addition to the portrayal of female sexuality considered taboo at the time, mm-hmm. uh, it was ranked among 10 amazing, shocking, unscripted moments from 90s MTV. Uh, saying uh, Janet ushered in a new age of sexual spontaneity on live television. It seems tame now, but it was just the beginning of the more sexualized image she took on in the 90s. Um, she explained in the con- she said in the concert I normally open up my blouse but for the MTV awards we found this really neat top that had snaps instead of buttons so when I undid it the whole thing went uh, that, was, that was her quote so foreshadowing yeah. a little bit <laughs> um, also it's on uh, the Rhythm Nation uh, world tour pyrotechnic interpretation it ends using illu- illusionary magic of Jackson transforming into a panther in a cage okay. So, Michael, that's fucked up. That's, uh, like, that's really what I'm talking up. about, guys. Yeah, but also Black Panther was always kind of used as imagery like that. Yeah, but not by your sister, True. who's a very famous pop star two years earlier. Right. Um, all right, we can move on. Okay. I'm uh, sorry I had so much, but it's an important song. There's a no, lot of important details yeah, about we, it. Yeah. And we said on the other episode, Dan discovered Wikipedia this week. So <laughs> he just felt like printing now it we're, out. Okay, <laughs> I, now I want to say right now, we're entering... The final trilogy yeah. of songs. This is the cool down trilogy. And we have some metaphorical rain. So this is Dave's third pick, Lonely. Things a little to make things a little cooler. The rain carries over from Black Hat. Feels like a cleansing. A soul shower. There's an elephant mating call right there. <laughs> because this is sensual. Now I believe it's the same type of flu, I don't know how to pronounce it. Shaka Khan. Shaka Ch- as the beginning oh, Shaka Pan Flute. Shaka Pan Flute. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> uh, uh, I think it's the same as uh, Sledgehammer. Like the Shaka Shukuichi. Oh. I don't know how to pronounce it. Yeah. I'm but- butchering it. Um, very cool sounds. Uh, a sensual, dreamy feel reminiscent of post-posthumous Selena. Yeah. Down to the Spanish-speaking parts in the intro... And a Spanish guitar. And Sting on the guitar. Played by Gringo Stingo. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the Spanish-speaking part, Todos necesitamos un amigo en la salidad, actually translates to you up, DTF. <laughs> um, it's, uh, no, the song is actually about lyrically. So lyrically, it's about reaching out to a friend or lover, kind of uh, ambiguous, Telling them if you ever, if they ever feel lonely, uh, Jan Jackson's available for a call, uh, call free for the first two minutes, but then you have to pay a, a, a fee of five ninety nine. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Uh, <laughs> uh, although it was about being alone, it was ironically not released as a single. Sorry, I have a lot of jokes for this one for some reason. And it does not have a video. Brandon, take note. This is how you do jokes. <laughs> you write them out. No, um, <laughs> no uh, I, I I, love this feel of Janet. Yeah. I, I don't think I'm alone here. No, you're not lonely. And this is kind of very similar to how she ended 
the Control album, which Brandon said it was like he didn't really love uh, oh, the funny, sequencing funny of that. Time, well, it wasn't as, it wasn't that I didn't love the songs. It just no, felt no, I understand. Like the, the sequencing. Was the sequencing. At least with this album, they're interspersed in the beginning, so it doesn't. Right. It feels like a cool down rather it, than an abrupt stop. Right. But it's, she she does the same kind of thing. Where I, I like that. That makes three sense. songs. Yeah. That like she had like a three songs of a specific personality in the first part of the album, three songs of a different personality, showing another side of her to close out the album. Well, and the fact also that living in a world closes out side A. Yes. So it's, it's kinda, kind of like yes, for sure. she's gonna do it again. And she also um, what was gonna say anyway. Yeah, she did the same thing for Control. Uh, what do you guys think of Lonely? Anything else? I love the slow stuff, man. I love Me the Janet slow jam so slow much. Jam. Like I, I go back and forth if I like as a whole. If I like them better than the more upbeat Janet songs, I, I right. think I do. I think like it depends though. I, I think if I were in a situation where I was only, a, I had to choose whether I'd listen to slow Janet songs <laughs> from the rest of my life or the upbeat stuff. I would go slow. I say, would too, just yeah. because her, her for her voice. Yeah. You get you hear more of her voice, you what can, she's capable of. Yeah, yeah she has yeah. a quieter yeah. voice that works so well over the setting. It's like her true self. Um, but I love that she's so dynamic and can yeah. do it all. Of course. Um, that's all I got for that. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, I love it too. Love the vibe. Right. Great vibe. So this is part two of the trilogy. <laughs> all right, so now this is my third pick. Oh man, come back to me. Um, this is, <sighs> come on, the lyrics are so longing. Yeah. It's, all my life I waited to see your smile again in my mind. I've hated not being able to let go. I'm come back to me. I'm begging you, please. Like, this yeah. is just putting it all out there and not try again with the, not with the metaphors, but that was with a, a charity song. This is just yeah, that's right, true. On the, right on the nose. There's not a lot of metaphor in general in this album no she's just kind of saying it yeah it's um, not trying to be clever in any way those the water drip snaps yeah. kind of remind me of somebody oh yeah I knew you were saying you don't have to say it though yeah because <laughs> we can't yeah we're and then we're placing oh, that person oh damn it and then okay. that bass yeah um aching harmonies even more vulnerable sounding than the last track but of a similar essence um Okay. Uh, the strings. Okay, no, I have a lot of stuff to say. Yeah, but I, I kind of want to like, uh, like pinpoint certain elements in the song. There's just like one, two snare hit that snaps you into the main part right here. No, sorry, it doesn't happen there. No, I know what you mean. It happens this a bunch of times. Uh, yeah, those I love those harmonies. This part right here. Yeah. <sighs> and yeah. I was looking right I here. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Yeah, it's cool. It just so, snaps you into the, to the next chord progression. It's it's so simple but effective. Well, I sat down with the the uh, the chord chart with this the other day because I was <laughs> I, I wanted to like see what was going on and it's it's just so got that gospel jazz <laughs> and with these stacked like seven chords and nines and like diminished 
everything. It's just <laughs> it, it, it's so perfectly arranged, and yeah. it, it really shows their range as writers. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Because they can do these rock songs, they can do the pop songs, and then they can do this and make it sound authentic. They can do like these funk songs with like maybe one or two chords in it. Exactly. Yeah, and then have these complicated chord phrasings too. Yeah. Um, my abandoned heart just doesn't understand is the saddest line I've ever heard her sing. I think. Say the line here. again. My abandoned heart just doesn't understand. Damn. Ah, yeah. man, I feel that so much. <laughs> this is so sad. Yeah, um, no, it is. The strings, like lips after Botox, are lush and tragic. <laughs> <laughs> it's also a wonderful fretless bass that sounds like some of the most heartbreaking oh, I know. indigestion I love ever. <laughs> My stomach can't handle the metal frets. Uh, amazing. Um, also ends with a very similar Spanish guitar sounding like Funny How Time Flies from Control. Yeah. Um, and you, man. Would, you would think that this finishes the album. Like It, I it know. sounds like it's the end. I know. And it's almost like she's like devolving. Right there. Oh, yeah, so sick. It's like she's devolving, like no. away, you know, she's like, disappearing. It, you know, lonely is lonely. Now this has come back to me. And I know then it's, it's where we're going next. Further and it's further just back. Like, it's yeah. like I'm melting. I'm melting. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I like that. Oh, like man. seriously. Yeah. Well, and that's interesting you say that because the music video. This was a single. I forget where it charted. May hit number two. Um, there's a very soft and fuzzy look to the video. Because it's supposed to be like a memory fading, or like it's like this like distant memory, but that's yeah. you long for. I think it's a foreign city. It's in Paris. Oh, it's Paris. It yeah. is Paris. Okay. Yeah. Um, and she's just kind of like, you know, longing, thinking about her uh, her times with her 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 ex boyfriend, I guess. And uh, one of the times she's looking fondly back on with her boy is her and her her boyfriend drinking <laughs> orange <laughs> drinking drinking orange juice and peeling oranges on an apartment floor oh my god such amazing times it's drinking orange juice she's looking out some at, she's looking out into the window often in the video like looking into the distance yes but you yeah. know what i'm saying like sometimes the most mundane stupidest memories yeah i guess be, you have a different take on it once you're you have, you're feeling somebody um so really orange juice, that orange juice, man. <laughs> the light riffing she does at I, the end I, there. I love this so yeah. much. Yeah. It's so sad. God, how do you fucking rank this album? God damn it. Yeah, <laughs> I know. <sighs> I know. Impossible. Um, like, I want to change everything. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, you think you, you're like, this is the song until you hear another song. Yeah. Um, vibes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, here, and here it comes... Back again, the rain. Cleanse number two, baby. Wow. And then this is leading into Dan's pick. Someday. The final tonight. song, Sunday's Tonight. I'm oh going to yeah. pee si- real quick while you set this up, and then I'll uh, say my opinion. Well, hold on. I want to say something real quick to you. Okay. So right here, it, it vamps on these mysterious chords. Yeah. This is my second pick. And it's like, wh- what is this vibe? It's a mystery. Yeah. And then those chords, that's that's 90s Janet. Like yeah. that's that's the sound she evolves. And then it's like you hear this rattly beat. It's like, oh, what is that? It feels like it's gonna be another somber track, right? You it's, think it is? You think it's gonna be it? But then 
Right. Like, what is this vibe? Is it sad? It just lazily rolls into fucking chords. Yeah. And it's a different groove. It's it's very quiet. Yeah. But it's smooth, and it's a different feel. And it's kind of like, oh no, we've made a turn here. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I fucking love it. I remember you were bummed that I drafted this. Yeah. One. I, I I remember that moment when when we drafted this. So I mean, but we we obviously both like it for the same reasons. Yeah. I mean. So, it is a sequel to Let's Wait a While. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very, like... So cool. Th- thematically, it's just amazing. So, if you remember from Control, Let's Wait a While is the tease song. Mm-hmm. It's the, you know, I'm, I'm not... I'm not I, ready you know, yet. I, it's not fair to call it a tease song. No, it's not, <laughs> it's yeah. not fair. Um, it, she's not ready yet. Yeah. She, she, she likes this dude. She wants him around. She's starting to fall in love with him. Uh-huh. Let's Wait a While, though, because, because it wants... Once we're both ready, nope. and once I'm ready, Dan, let's wait three years actually. Right. <laughs> let's wait three years. Let's yeah. wait 1989. Let's wait till 1814. <laughs> <laughs> um, because once after we wait a while, someday will be tonight, and the night is now here. Yeah. And that's what this song is, and it's so uh, what yeah. a great idea, I, like brilliant. Um, wait here. I love it. Love yeah. the bass. So readiness to move into the relationship and to get down tonight is the night we're gonna fuck <laughs> that's the song yeah, someday yeah. is tonight that's it um so yeah one of the lyrics i because uh, i didn't want to forget it no more fantasizing you'll ever have to do because tonight baby all your dreams come true <laughs> i want you so bad i can taste it i'm yours if you want me good oh, if that doesn't make you jizz in your pants like i don't <laughs> Like Janet's already like we've been talking about like how cu- how like cute she is, yeah. but she's also very sexy. She is like she yeah. she has it all. Like and um, this is such a sexual song, amazing. Um, this is a phenomenal closeout to the album. Um, well, then there's the interlude. <laughs> um, here's the thing though. Here's okay. the, the only thing I'll say about this one. Okay. That's that's not obsessing over it. As much as I love it, she's setting herself up for failure. Why? Because the tease is gone, like, <laughs> like the tease is sometimes the. <laughs> you need the tease. Right, you need the tease. That's the best part about like the fantasy of getting with right. someone, whether it be a woman or a man, you know, whoever. Mm-hmm. This song, listen, the tease is over. Some days tonight. So, but you, it's Janet. You know, it's going to be the best night of your life. It's yeah. Janet Jackson. But at the same time, like, she's setting herself to setting herself up to fail. What if it's not yeah. good? You're, you're right. <laughs> you're right. That's all I think. Yeah. Um. Okay. <laughs> I want to say it's a very playful, laid-back groove, right? It's it's definitely my favorite vocal on the album. Um, a caressing vocal, fully committed to being sexy. It's super breathy. Not the whole song is super breathy. Uh, not just from the literally breathing vocals, but other instrumental elements as well. Mm-hmm. A mouthy string synth part, lungsy and seductive trumpet percussion elements yeah. there's like percussion with the right amount of reverb that it sounds like it's inhaling and exhaling it's such a cool world like atmosphere that's just like it just sounds like they're it sounds like sex once we have this horn like, come in yeah. with the fretless bass and everything it's it just reminds me of like like LA noir like yeah, oh, yeah. you know what I mean yes like, that's that's good like gumshoe yeah. detective rain <laughs> yeah like, I just love that Blade Runner. It's <laughs> <laughs> Blade Runner. It, 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 it. <laughs> Are you a robot? 
Am I fucking a robot? <laughs> um, what you, they're not called robots. Oh, they're called um, androids? No, 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 no. no. It's, um, ah. Oh, Jesus Christ. Damn it. This is terrible. I know. We should know this. We love Blade Runner. Um, the specific, well, more so the new one. The... It's on the tip of my tongue. I know. What are they? They're not called robots. Replicants. Replicants. Yeah, Replicants. Yeah, yeah. Am I fucking a replicant? <laughs> is Janet? She's is she too good. She must be a replicant. <laughs> she must be. Uh, Does she do like a whisper at the end, similar to Let's Wait a While? It's a lot of breathing. I don't know. There's there's some whispers in there. <laughs> there might like, be some real words in there. Yeah. Is she like? Is she like? I'm ready or something. I'm ready. Maybe not. I'm ready. All right. Another great part about this this right now is you think of it as a great way to close the album, and it is. Yeah. But that's it. Ain't the end of the album, as you said. It really isn't. Yeah. Um. Because we're gonna get to it. I mean. Oh wait. You, this. Did you say something real quick? Oh. Yeah. Three of us just came together. <laughs> we were holding hands at that. But here's, but here's the thing. I love, I love that after that it goes, it goes from a very sexual moment to kids yeah, singing. To kids. Yeah, such a sobering effect. It's yeah. like, okay, yes, that's important, but do not forget, don't don't forget, forget what we came here for. The message. Yeah. yeah. Don't forget. Why, you, don't forget why you just came. Yeah. <laughs> for the kids, you, you came to make a kid. And raise it right. This reminds me of Toy Soldiers. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, it does. Like the creepy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> deeply mournful right now. It's so funny. The sobering. It's so funny. And I love this. I love this ending. It feels like a Disney in World ride. Darkness, we are all the same. It is only our knowledge and wisdom that separates us. Oh, she said knowledge. Don't let your eyes deceive you. Edit. <laughs> <laughs> I wish she and then the under and then the Undertaker comes out. Undertaker, <laughs> Paul Bearer comes out. <laughs> so good. I wish she said uh, edit at the end. And me, I was That'd be so funny. about to say the same exact thing. Really? But, uh, yeah, oh, for sure. Great. Um, All right. Wow. Fucking love that album. I could use the uh, cable guys. Why? Cable guy. <laughs> what are you playing? We got one more thing to cover before we do our rankings. I got two more. Tomar. Three hour episode. Don't listen, don't interrupt this segment. You could interrupt my tour if you want. <laughs> you could end the tour. Actually, we don't have to do you want, should we not cover the tour? It's a big deal. Just say a couple things. Alright, all right, I'll say a couple things. But this isn't that. Man. That album is so good though. Yeah. <laughs> I fucking love that thing. Man. Yeah. 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 Okay. Right. things, but you still ain't this. I don't know no one. turn the fuck up. They gonna think I want to Okay, there we go. They gonna think I want to All right. So, um, I forgot I forgot it's halfway through the song. Um, so Grammy Awards for uh for this album and for the songs on it. So. 
it spans across two different Grammy Award shows, which is really right. impressive. Yeah. Like so, the 32nd annual Grammy Awards, February 22nd, 1990. Miss you much. Uh, nominated for best R&B vocal performance by a female, lost to Anita Baker's "Giving You the Best That I Got." Mm. Another great song. Mm. Uh, went up against Natalie Cole's "Good to Be Back," Aretha Franklin's "Through the Storm," and Vanessa Williams' "Dreaming." Um, Miss You Much, nominated for Best R&B Song as well, which gets awarded to the songwriter and the artist. Lost to Simply Red's If You Don't Know Me By Now. Great song, as we know. Awarded to uh, Kenny Gamble and Leon Huff, the, uh, the original. Right. Um, went up against Bobby Brown's Every Little Step, Karen White's Superwoman, Michael Bolton's When a Man Loves a Woman. Um, the Rhythm Nation 1814 film that, we, that we've been talking about won the Grammy Award for Best Music Video Long Form. Um, it beat out Eurythmic Savage, Michael Jackson Moonwalker. She beat Michael in this award category. Uh, beat out New Kids on the Block, Hanging Tough. And it beat Pink Floyd in concert, Delicate Sound of Thunder. Mm-hmm. Um, the song Rhythm Nation, nominated for Best Instrumental Arrangement Accompanying Vocals. That's, <laughs> that's, a, that's an award. Um, lost to My Funny Valentine, arranged by Dave Grusin, performed by Michelle Pfeiffer. Oh, really? I love both those people. Um, Never thought they'd ever get together. So she became, <laughs> Never thought they'd get there. She became the first female artist to be nominated for Producer of the Year, mm-hmm. uh, along with Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. Lost to Peter. I'm sorry, who? Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. She lost to, um, lost to Peter Asher. Uh, he worked on uh-huh. Blind Man Zoo by 10,000 Maniacs, uh, Cry Like a Rainstorm, Howl Like the Wind by Linda Ronstadt. Uh, Heart of Stone by Cher and and uh, You Happy uh, Puppet by uh, 10,000 Maniacs as well. So Peter Asher did a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, went up against uh, Emilio Estefan, Jorge uh, Casas and Clay Oswald, L.A. Reid and Babyface, Prince, Tears for Fears, and David Bascom. Um, 33rd annual Grammy Awards, February 20th, 1991. Oh, shit. Um, all right. Nominated for Best R&B Vocal Performance by a Female. Lost again to Anita Baker <laughs> Damn. Uh, for compositions. Okay. Uh, Regina Bell's Make It Like It Was. Patti LaBelle's I Can't Complain. And Pebbles' uh, Giving You the Benefit. Love Pebbles, by the way. Um, you know Pebbles? I don't. You I would, just, you would, you, both of you guys would take Pebbles if you don't know her. Really? Yeah, she's great. Um, again, all she's right. She's Barney and, or Fred's daughter, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Again, all right. But when she grew up, she made some great music. <laughs> it was rocking. <laughs> Best R&B song as Ironically, well. Ironically, it's R&B. <laughs> Okay. Rocks um, and boulders. All right. Uh, nominated for best R&B song. Lost to MC Hammers. Can't touch this. Sucks. Uh, <laughs> awarded to that um, one. Yeah, it beat all right for best R&B song. That's I hate MC Hammer. I know. As no, a rapper. Um. So songwriting credits to Rick James, Lonzo Miller, MC Hammer. Went up against Luther Vandross. Here and now. I'll be good to you by Quincy Jones and Ray Charles, Shaka Khan, and Johnny Gill's My My My. All of those better songs, and you can't touch this. It kind of sucks. Um, Black Cat, Danny's pick, got nominated for Best Rock Vocal Performance by a Female, making her the only artist in history to receive nominations spanning five genres. Wow. Okay. So pop, dance, rock, rap, and R&B. The song also made her the first female artist to have a Grammy-nominated number one hit, which she had solely written and produced. Um, lost to Alana Miles' Black Velvet, which we recently covered. <laughs> um, Melissa also went up against Melissa Etheridge's The Angels, Stevie Nicks' Whole Lot of Trouble, Tina Turner's Steamy Windows. Did she win one? I'm, I'm sorry. She won uh, the long-form video. Um, okay. And then... 
She was nominated a lot, though. Nominated a lot, but only the video won. That's it. Huh. Um, and she was nominated for Producer of the Year, uh, non-classical, which I think I said already. So that's the Grammys. Um, <laughs> I, I, the tour. <laughs> I mean, it's a lot of. St- I mean, <laughs> I don't think we have time for that. <laughs> I mean, say like like two things, you know. This is Rhythm Nation by the Smooth Jazz All Stars. This is Danny, your tour guide. Uh, <laughs> um, Look, okay. mommy, it's a panther. So, <laughs> first headlining concert by Janet. Um, let's see. Look, mommy, it's a dead white boy who sold. <laughs> oh my god! Crack. So the nine-month trek saw concerts in the U.S., Canada, Japan, the Netherlands, Germany, France, U.K. Um, it began in the U.S. Um, March of 1990 and continued through November of 1990. Then it came to a close with a return trip to Japan. Um, so it's mostly songs from Control and oh, Rhythm- Air Japan and Rhythmation. She probably um, she probably flew for free. So g- a big emphasis on theatricality over vocal prowess. The tour received numerous stellar reviews based on her showmanship, choreography, socially conscious message. Uh, a lot of comparisons to Prince and her brother Michael. Uh, commercial success grossed over uh, $28 million in North America alone. And then, really quickly, let's see. Um, estimated worldwide attendance at 2 million people. Um, let's see. And that's all the time we got. All right. Yeah, that's good. Um, we can talk about the rehearsals. No. And no, we're good. All right. Leave this playing while we do the ranking. I don't, I- oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We are a part of a revelation. Okay. All right. So, so we're going to do our ranking. Uh, I'm so excited to do this. There's going to be more so points than we normally do. Landed. Because normally we only have up to nine points. Now we're going to have up to 12 points. Uh, Janet also founded the Rhythm Nation Scholarship. Um, never mind. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's, do the, let's do the rankings. But it's a really good thing she did. Yes. yes. Okay. So you also won the, the uh, Video Vanguard Award. Yeah. From uh, At the MTV Awards. Yes. Okay. Anyone up for going first? I I'm down I'm down to go. I got my list ready. Okay. All right. First time I ever got a list ready, pre. All right. So then let's let's do <laughs> you first. Then. Wow. Okay. So this is Dave. My number twelve song. Still love it. Nothing against it. <laughs> we don't have to say that every time. We yeah. all love these songs. But I'm sorry. It's Escapade. What? Number 12 is... I'm about to have a heart attack. <laughs> Escapade is this my is least just, favorite song. This is just a straight sabotage now. It's not. I, I, okay, I, now I have no idea what's going to happen. Like I, that. I know. All right, we can't keep... There's a lot to get through, but yeah. Jesus Christ. Okay. You guys I, are staggered. I, I know. I'm sorry. I, okay. I'm wow. sorry. I love the song, too. I, I feel love betrayed. every song on the album. I have a clear last place. Okay. It's the knowledge. Clearly last place. Okay. You're out Danny's of your mind. Number one. My yeah. last place is Black Cat. Okay. okay. Wow. All right. I don't know what's going to happen now. Now yeah. I'm baffled. <laughs> I have no idea. Right. Okay. So my number 11 is the knowledge. Okay. So that's receiving two points, right? 
Oh shit. Yes, two points. Um, yes. Yeah, yeah, two points. Oh, sorry, because yeah. I, I said nine, but really we go up to ten points normally, so this will yeah. be going up. Okay. Yeah. yeah, so the knowledge receives for Dave two points. Yeah, and it was one point before. Yes, I did that. Okay, okay. All right, Dan? Dan's number 11 is my own nomination, unfortunately, Black Hat. I should have talked about it for a while. <laughs> yes, yes, you certainly did. Impactful, but bottom half of the album, just yes, it's not what I prefer. That's fair. Um, okay, my number eleven, receiving two points, is lonely. Oh, okay. Okay. Wow. Okay, my number ten. Three points now. Receiving ten. No, no, (laughs) don't do that. Um, Three points. Sorry. My number 10, and I should have picked nine because it makes sense for this song, Black Cats, (laughs) Nine Lives. Okay. Okay. But anyway. Three points. Okay, Dan, your... Love the song. I do love that song, though. Here's where we get a little crazy. Well, we've already gotten crazy with Dave's fucking escapade. (laughs) The escapade Dave just pulled. (laughs) All right, number 10 for Danny with three points. Miss you much. I'm getting nervous. I've, I'm, I love all these tracks. Okay. Now. My number 10 with three points is The Knowledge. Okay. Okay. Going on to number nine. This is Dave. This is for four points. Uh, Miss You Much. This is just a straight sabotage. It is not. This is how I truly rank the album. <laughs> number nine for Danny. Uh, with four points. Again, some self, self-sabotage, unfortunately. State of the World. Wow, okay. Number nine. No. That's four okay. points. Okay. Yeah. My number nine with four points is State of the World. Okay. My number eight for five points is State of the World. Okay. Danny's number eight, five point round, Lonely. My number eight for five points is All Right. Okay, my number seven for six points is Love Will Never Do Without You. Number seven for six points, you said? Yes. Okay. Just a liar. Okay. Um, <laughs> number Danny's number seven for six points is uh, is All Right. No, wait, sorry. Shit. Okay. My number eight. No. My number seven six points. for six points is Rhythm Nation. Okay. Damn. Okay. Um, all right. This is me. Number six for seven points is Living in a World They Didn't Make. Okay. Danny's number six with seven points. Come back to me. Wow. This is all over the map. Number six for seven points come back to me, you said? Yeah. Okay. My number six with seven points is Love Will Never Do Without You. Okay. My number five uh, for how many points? Eight? Eight. My number five for eight points is Lonely. Danny's number five with eight points. Living in a world. We didn't create. Make. 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 Living in the world they didn't li- they didn't want to live in. 
my number <laughs> five, eight points. My number five with eight points is come back to me. Me and Brandon's rankings have been pretty similar so far. Yeah. David? Dave's chomping on some Cheetos. Or My number four. Me. And this is a title of a song. Nine points. I'm not asking you to come back to me. It's a title of a song. I'm saying it right now. Come back to me. <laughs> okay. Nine points? Nine points. Nine points. Danny's number four. Nine points. Someday is tonight. My number four with nine points is Someday is Tonight. Okay. My number three for ten points is All Right. Clearly love that song way more than you guys. Yeah. That's why I picked it first. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It didn't help me. Okay. Danny's number three for ten points is Escapade. Whoa. Yeah. My number three for ten points is Miss You Much. Okay. My number two for eleven points. Someday is tonight. That's awesome. Helps me out a little bit. Okay. Danny's number two for eleven points. And to close out his nominations that for himself. <laughs> Rhythm Nation. This is such a this jazz version. So <laughs> My number two with eleven points is Escapade. Okay. My number one, a song that excites me every time I hear it, is a title track "Rhythm Nation." Wow, love that song. And that gets twelve points. Holy shit! Twelve points. Holy shit! That's that's a Danny song. Um, My top two were Danny's songs. Wow. Number one on Danny's list. You guys are out of your minds. It's Love Will Never Do Without You. It's it's the best song of the album. My number one is Living in a World They Didn't Make. Wow. Wow. Okay. Oh, I love that. That's interesting. Uh, I am obsessed with that song. Yeah. Beyond. Oh, jeez. I have no idea what's about to happen. Yeah. All right. let's, Let's take a break. I know I won't win. I don't, right. I don't know. Let's. This is gonna take no, a while for Brandon. Not. I think we should take a break. No one ranked my songs like above three. No, sorry. I have loved "Will Never Do Without You," which Danny did make number one. Should we take a break while Brandon calculates? Uh, sure. Yeah, let's do that. We need because it's um, the song is gonna show up on my uh, end of the year Spotify year. most yeah. listened to <laughs> songs. I hate when that. We're, we're back. Are you ready, Brandon? Ready to take my bronze medal? <laughs> okay. Wow, that was all over the place. I did not go. I still can't believe Dave put Escapade as his least favorite on the yeah, album. Yeah, that's, that's so weird. Insane. That's, it's an amazing song. I know. Okay. So I fucking love this album. It was coming hard in for me. at number 11 slash 12. Okay. Tied for last place with six points is Black Cat and the Knowledge. Okay, so it's one of mine and one of Brandon's. Dave's. Dave's. Oh, Dave had the knowledge. Okay. Coming in. Bronze Dave. Number 13 is State of the World. One of Danny's. I mean, not number 13. That's 10. Uh, With 15 points at number 9 
Lonely. That's Dave. With 17 points. At number eight, Miss You Mutz. So two of Danny's songs are out already, just so. Yeah. Two and two of Davies. And two of Davies. So Brandon's in good shape right now. Yeah. With 21 points. All right. With that's me. I'm. That's Davey. three out. That's three out. With 22 points. Escapade. That's, that's Brandon. Brand. That's strong. That's With strong. 24 points. Come back to me. That's Bran. Okay. With 25 points. Love will never do without you. I'm out. Okay. Bronze. With 27 points. Living in a world they didn't make. That's Bran. That's Bran. So and Danny. tied. Danny slows too. For left. number one, 29 points. Someday is tonight and Rhythm Nation. Both of Danny's songs. Both of Danny's songs. But I won the motherfucking. Wow. Ranking. What's the point to I knew it. 67 for Dave, okay. 77 for Dan, 90 for me. Whoa. Told you. Brandon had more top top shelf songs. He had more top shelf songs. Uh, my yeah, scores yeah. were 17, 22, 24, my 27. My top two were power because yeah. the t- I had the two favorites. But then you had Black Cat. I had the and bottom two, though. Yeah. So. yeah. Yeah. Interesting draft strategy by Danny. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Brandon had a smarter draft, and Brandon, guys, let's clap it up. This is Brandon's first win. Yeah, yes. we, I know. I knew he won by his tenor of just like announcing it, and that's fine. Yeah, I'm glad you're a Brandon, winner. Congratulations! Thank Finally, you. you're now part of the winners' club. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the winners' circle. I still should have won Nylon Curtain if I drafted knowing there was a prize because that one. You know, I didn't draft Allentown because I was like, right, it, it was just for fun. Okay, because uh, I had the first pick. True, true, true. But that's okay, Brandon. Um, what album are we doing next, <sighs> guys? I almost again didn't want to win. Because I didn't want to, I didn't want to win either. I'm so, I don't know what to do. I'm so I didn't af- have a pick actually, so <laughs> okay. I was like kind of glad I didn't win. I'm yeah. so afraid for two reasons. Okay. okay, one, if what I pick you guys don't like. Okay, it could make for an interesting show. Yeah, though. two, it it's gonna kind of change things up in a big way uh-huh. because right. we've done big albums. Uh-huh. Right. Now I told you guys I was what, some of the ones I was considering. Yeah, they're yeah. bigger albums in different genres. I didn't go that way. Now. We can change. I'm open to discussion. Okay. Okay. My instinct. There should be a prize, though, for winning. I know. You have the final say. I think it would be fun for the show uh-huh. to do Jellyfish Spilt Milk. What's the name of the artist? What is this? Jellyfish. The name of the artist is Jellyfish? jellyfish? Yeah. Well, I don't know what this is. What I, is that? I don't know what that are. I mean, I know Jellyfish, I think, one song. Yeah. What's a Jellyfish song? We shouldn't do it. <laughs> we should what, What's a Jellyfish song? You won't know it, probably. Uh, they were a band that was like, so like it's like super pop okay it was it's like okay it's like um like queen meets right right the yes it's like hyper pop they were popular in the 90s kind of it's like it's now regarded as like an like like holy shit this album like susan rogers the producer uh-huh. i told you about for prince yeah would always give that album out as like a like an album to listen to uh-huh we don't have to do it though all right if you want to change it, you can. What else do you have locked and loaded? Uh, but if you're passionate about, I'm down for. I want to hear what else you have to say, though. Do you feel like you have something else ready? <laughs> it's gonna be so hard for drafting, though. What else do you have to say, my man? Because I don't know what jellyfish is. I, I don't know. know. Like, I, know. I mean, I want to do it so bad. The thing about okay, the only thing I would say about that, I truly don't know anything about that band. So it would be doing research. It was just fine. Then you know what? Fuck it. We're gonna do OK Computer. Wow. Okay. 
God, brand new direction for the show. Was yeah. that not fun though? Brand new direction for Danny. I mean, I don't, I don't know. This might be interesting for for Danny. This is this is like what Joel was for me. This may is like this is like the Joel pick. This is like the, the Joel 90s. pick. Yeah, but at least that was fun. This may not be fun. Radiohead. Uh, I'm so in my head about this that I'm like so dude, afraid of I, fucking up. Listen, just do what you, I. Th- I mean, I. Brandon, I definitely co-sign that pick more okay. for sure. Like, yeah, a hundred times more. Just because you're I don't. You're the winner. You decide. It's your decision. This is yeah. your decision. Okay, we're gonna do. We, we're gonna do like a computer. I want. I want to do it for fun. Okay, let's do it. Because also where it's going to land in, I think it's going to land when we're doing like the late 90s mm. and like around 97. It's, 90, it's 97. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we yeah, we want to drift more into the 90s. Yeah. Because yeah. this was 89 technically. No, this is a huge album yeah. of the 90s. Yeah. Um, it's very popular. Radiohead's one of the most popular bands of all time. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite bands. This Danny could, doesn't really know that this band too well. And this could potentially open up guests. Maybe a guest. Oh, I'm sure I, we can definitely get a guest for this. Yeah. yeah. Because uh, the other ones... <laughs> There's nobody we can get a guest for like right. the other shows we've done. Uh, this one, maybe we can get a guest. I, I specifically, I think, have some people in mind already, but we can talk about it. Yeah. yeah. All cool. right. So we're going to do OK Computer. So we got to draft that so dang thing. <laughs> we yeah. got to draft that damn thing. OK, let's do it. I don't know any songs from this album, so I'm just going to be drafting blindly. OK, here, give me the cable. This as could we, be very interesting. As we do this, we're going to listen to Jellyfish. OK. <laughs> I, I just I, there's a part of me that wants to do it so bad, but it, it it's just so foreign. The only thing is that I is there stuff to even read up on it. I think there is, but okay. I, I don't know. Yeah, this is really fun already. <laughs> it's just such a fun album. Queen is a good description. All right, I got the uh, so it's twelve tracks. Yep. Perfect. And there's a collector's edition. Um, so random draft order, Brando. Generate that shit. Team Danny. Team Davey. And Team Bravey. Oh, no, I'm Brandy. Into the mic, man. Brandy, sorry. Okay. Dan, would you like to hit generate draft order? Here, wait. Let me change it to three. No, I can't change it to three. Yep. Damn. Okay. All right. Davey, you okay. get first pick. Okay. Okay. You get second pick. I've gotten second pick, I think, every time. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, yeah. And, okay, so this is Davey. Why? Well, we don't have her song on, though. What song? NJ, the, the, dra- the draft song. Oh, we need the draft song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh. <laughs> okay. All right, welcome computer. to the uh, OK Computer 2018 draft of the Radiohead album OK Computer. They fire it, fire away. Okay, my number one pick: Paranoid Android. Danny's uh, first pick: Karma Police. You must have heard that song before, right? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. It's highlighted in blue on Wikipedia, so that means it's, there's some <laughs> there's some information about it. So. Um, okay. Um, I'm going to go with Letdown and Exit Music for a film. Um, I'm going to do Danny's second pick is... 
subterranean homesick alien. Okay. This is my third and no second and third pick. Airbag. And no surprises. Danny's third pick. Electioneering. Sounds political. So <laughs> <laughs> Brandon two no. Two Zio is my name. Yes. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> yes. One or one pick. Is this your third or fourth pick? This is my third. Okay. And fourth. And fourth. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. All right, because it goes back around to the, yeah, to yeah, the yeah, end. Yeah, exactly. Right, right, right. right. Um, so I'm going to go the tourist. Isn't that a band of yours? Yeah. Right. <laughs> 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 and climbing up the walls. If Dave, if you could help me, I don't know what two songs are left. Uh, so the last two songs are Fitter, Happier, and Lucky. I'll do Lucky. Dan's fourth final pick, Lucky. And... Um, I'm gifted the universally least favorite track of his album. <laughs> oh, is that true? Yes, it's oh, so awesome. true. Fitter yes. Happier. Yeah, I was waiting to see if you were going to accidentally yeah, pick me that too. song. Oh, it's like notoriously shit. It's not. It's no, it's not shit. It's, it's just, just not really a song, basically. But it. <laughs> Perfect. No one's going to pick that. No one's going to put that not number 12. No, especially if you're trying to win. But, I mean, Dave. Great. Dave is in, but I have strong Dave is in very, very, very good position. Yeah. Really? But no. It, but it's also a, a great album. So it depends on how you react to it. Okay, I'm very curious to hear what Dan. Has yeah, I to think say this is going to be a, an interesting like exercise because it might be like Billy Joel. He gets into it, but it is very so much different than what we've been doing. We may after this one maybe we'll exit the nineties. Exit yeah, music, depending on, depending on when, and we'll we always come it. back to this. And stuff. this could be your exit music for a film, and we're always going to come back to the nineties, guys. Yeah. All um, right. Well, that was uh, the albums, Janet Jackson edition. What have you done for me lately? Oh, f- guys, real quick, what's your favorite interlude? Oh, uh, the last one. The yeah. last one's yeah, awesome. I think the last one. Yeah, <laughs> that one's one of my favorites. But my true favorite is uh, "Braby, Braby." <laughs> Are you recording this? <laughs> Edit. 